Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad is back and alive after a late night at Nashville. I'm Brett Griffin, and today we'll talk about the Toyota's pitting late and not recovering. No caution for Brad Keselowski in the wall, Bubba Wallace's pit crew, a Chicago street race, and much more. Hey, let's get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody, I'm TJ Majors. Full weekend, I had the uh, one truck, 68 Xfinity car, and the six cup car, and I'm not reading my sheet. <laughs> That's a lot of cars and a truck. Brett Griffin, spotter for Colleague Racing, endured the Nashville weekend. The heat. Always fun to go to Nashville. One of my favorite cities in America, if not my favorite. <clears throat> hey, what's up? Freddie Crafts, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Derek Krause, Landon Castle. Um, I don't know who put the schedule out, but going to Nashville... The week after vacation was a terrible idea. My <laughs> God, I just need to get to my house and see my couch again. Uh, Judging by some of your pictures, I think it was a great but, idea. Oh, my goodness. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a, an eventful night, to say the least. What's up, Casey? Hey, everyone. Casey Boat here. Of course, we have our lovely producer, Jason. Producer Jason Schultz, driver of the number 35. Sprint, sprint car. car. Sprint car. I got my own shirt now. Wow. Congrats shirt on, on, on merch. making I, I think, the feature last weekend. I think today, Jason, you should change shirts and wear that shirt and be in our group photo so that everyone can see. <clears throat> Why are you not wearing it already? Your driving skills. You already put one shirt on for the day. You no. Know. Brand. I, I've been paid for this branding today. I'll be paid for that branding another day. Freddie's lying about the, the whole vacation backing up to Nashville. What he really means to say is he was a Megan for 20 straight days and he's about to kill her. <laughs> Somebody's getting killed. I, I, don't saw, know if it's me or her. I saw them, I saw them both on Saturday night and they were sitting at the at Legends and they were both at the table and they looked like they weren't even together. They were just <laughs> looking at music, like not even staring at each other. So, Megan does that uh, a lot so when we go out public. Megan. She does yeah. that often when we go out <laughs> public. She, she tries to get away from me. I know how to get out of it if you need to. Yeah. Just start I'm it. sure I can figure out a way. Start like seven midget teams. It's no <laughs> No problem. Babe, I'm not going to be here. Spe- Anyways. Speaking of t-shirts, Jason, I do have to thank uh, Carrie. I think I have to thank them. 
Uh, Carrie and Drew Thorne sent me a very nice yeah. shirt from the Seven Line Army. How big like is New York it? Mets? Hold that up. What is that um, number on there, Freddie? There's maybe a couple more X's on here that needs Holy to be. Cow. Are you a four X now? Apparently, I'm on my way. I mean, if, if I keep trending the same direction, I'll be a four X <laughs> soon, but uh, not yet. But I will still. Uh, I'll find a place for it and hopefully never grow into it. But uh, I will definitely find a so place for it. So Freddie opened that up and he looked at it and was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." And then he saw the size of it. He's like, this is a little insulting. <laughs> but here's the thing. Freddie doesn't like tank tops. This is the perfect shirt to just cut the sleeves off the of sleeves it. sleeves off of it. And then, and then you got a lake shirt. I just give it to Megan and she can get like a dress. She wears yeah, like a dress. She can wear it as a dress. <laughs> I mean, you, you did just pay for a, a nice vacation for her, right? Yeah, I really that's the least you could do. Oh, yeah. please. Before you get yourself in more trouble. I'm good. Uh, I'd like to give you all some credit for being here this morning after maybe going to sleep at like five in the morning. It was late was, night I, last night. I was about 445. Yeah, I got about 315 <clears throat> and I've started watching this damn Harry Potter mess because my kids are on me about uh, watching Harry Potter. And, and their movies are like 18 hours each. Like yes. you don't just turn on a movie and watch it on a, on a plane ride home from Nashville. It's a two and a half Two hour, 45 minute ordeal. Let me, let me break this down for you guys. So we're in the condo in Myrtle Beach. And I don't know if they have a Harry Potter channel, but there was one in our condo. And Brett did nothing but bitch about it. He's like, who the f- is watching this Harry Potter shit all, God, all day? And, and I mean, what he the? Is. And then the kids are like, dad, you got to start watching these movies. They're great. They're amazing. They are great. And now uh, how many movies are in are you now? I'm uh, nine hours in and I've watched one movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, down I've seen to the, the first uh, one and the second one, and it was 5 a.m. in the morning when I finished the second one this morning. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> so that's why you didn't sleep because you're watching Harry Potter. <laughs> so I got to go back and watch Are the they good? Do somebody. I got to watch them? Uh, yes, you need to watch I, them. They're all really good. They're all great. Yes, they're great. <laughs> I'm on the last episode of Ozark. Oh, um, I hate that show. Hate it. Jeez, hate it. That's pretty It is that's miserable. It is the why? most depressing show you could ever watch. Why is it depressing? Because everybody dies. Oh, you just ruined the whole damn thing for TJ. No. <laughs> 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 That's what you get for my favorite part of Ozark was when the blonde headed mean attorney lady died. Yeah, you should be. You should that part that. Keep, t- keep giving spoilers out to people. <laughs> He's already seen oh, that part. The blonde haired what? Uh, <laughs> Which one is lawyer? That? The, the mean the lawyer. She's like the cartel lawyer. Well, as we uh, as we as we get into uh, TJ pays no oh, attention when he watches these shows. He just puts on it. There, there's been so much death already in that show. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, as we get into Nashville, which I think was. A pretty solid race. I, uh, Freddie. Um, what race? All of them. Freddie, have you been hired as Bubba's pit crew yet? Uh, no. They listen. They don't want me doing it. I can promise you that much. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, we could talk. I think we could talk about it later in the show. But uh, yeah, you're way out of yeah, line here. It's Casey. uh, it's it is what it is. You know, we'll talk about it later. Did you do anything fun in Nashville over the weekend? Nope. Okay. You are lying your ass off. He is 100% off. I'll tell you lying. what I did. I went, we had a party at the Wild Horse Saloon, <laughs> which is just behind Broadway. I mean, literally a, a half a block. That place is massive. It is three stories. Like, it is the line dancing. Got to be the line dancing capital of the state of Tennessee. Did you clog or Hell whatever no, you dude. Did? It was 100 degrees in there. I would have died. Here's but, a, but it's a cool bar. There's so many cool bars in Nashville. Here's a great story that comes out of Nashville, and I will leave one of the names out to protect the innocent. But one of the spotters was maybe going out to have some drinks with his team and uh, had a bunch of drinks, did not decide to eat dinner at any point in the evening, and was pretty intoxicated. 
And mind and, you, it and, was 300 degrees that yes. day. So he was supposed to meet up with a different spotter that night and, you know, didn't, I guess. So they go down. The one spotter goes down to the to McReynolds was the one he was supposed to meet up with. So he goes down to talk to McReynolds and he's like, hey, Brandon, what'd you do last night? You know, I thought we were going to hang out. What'd you do? And Brandon said, well, I, um, I hung out with you. <laughs> He said, no, no, what? He said, yeah, we, we were together most of the night last night. <laughs> he's like, wow. Jeez, oh, man. He's like, you don't remember that? He's like, no. Did somebody clone no, you? No, I, got, no it's not me. It was, I, I swear to God, it wasn't me. <laughs> um, but, but I thought that was hysterical. That's a, that's a Nashville story. I've ever heard one. Like, what'd you do last night? Well, I was, I was with you most of the night, actually. That's great. <laughs> I go to Nashville probably 15 to 20 days a year. I mean, it's just I got a lot of work around there to do. And there's a hell of a lot of fun to be had. I've never seen it as crowded and as fun and as busy as it was this weekend. Those, you know, those bachelorette parties that get on those bicycles uh, where you face each other God, and you just pedal yeah. your little ass Drive off around. and you drink and you listen to loud music. Like, I bet there were 40 or 50 of those things in town. Does, does anybody else think that's a terrible idea? I mean, what, that's got to be miserable, especially if it's 100 degrees outside. I mean... Well, maybe I'm just maybe that's my inner forex talking, but I mean, yeah, I, mean. I am going to not talk because that was did, me. Did you on do my bachelorette party. So anyways, how did you enjoy? Did you enjoy riding around on a, a bench pedaling your ass off drinking on my bachelorette party? Yes. When was it? Oh, like a month. I don't. Was it like... Oh, September. See, so it wasn't August, a thousand September. degrees. I mean, it's probably a little cold. Well, if you start early, like I saw some when I was leaving for the track at eight in the morning. So if you start early, like that's a great idea. I'll bet there's some good dancing videos of her from that trip. Anyways, um, how <laughs> else was, was Nashville besides all the fun on Broadway? I mean, Murfreesboro was happening. Is that where you were? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a nice town, whatever. Bad, like a like a Burkdale, but yeah, a little bit yeah, nicer. I'm assuming you never ventured down to downtown nah, at all. No, uh, Herm took me to some hole-in-the-wall place to eat on Saturday, and uh, then I went back and watched He's about the race. king of hole-in-the-wall places. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? The, we got a chop house over here, and he's like, oh, yeah, last year I got in the chop house and got hemmed up by somebody for the whole dinner. I didn't like it, so I'm going to go to this other place. <laughs> I just want to get us a race actually in Nashville at the fairgrounds versus and nothing wrong with Lebanon. I mean, it's nowhere near Nashville, but on it'd be Saturday nice to actually night. be in Nashville. On Saturday or Saturday night. And I would like it to be, if it's going to be in the end of June, it would be nice if it was a night race because, my God. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you look at sports as a whole, the environment and the synergy around the sport and it being a sellout and being a packed house is part of what makes it awesome. And I'm telling you right now, TV, the track, and NASCAR should not ask our fans to come out to an event where it's 100-plus degrees and spend your hard-earned money. I mean, it's, it, if you're a family of four, you're talking about hotels where three, 400 bucks a night, tickets are, I'm sure, 150 bucks a piece. Like, you're, talk, you're asking me to spend three grand to come out there and burn the f- up all day buy your own drinks i mean it's 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 yeah, literally yeah. Bring a i saw people no walking in jason with a clear backpacks full of waters i'm talking 12 15 waters well i did the same thing in my spotter bag i didn't have a cooler so because i thought there'd be a cooler on the roof on saturday there wasn't i don't care how many waters you got when it's 110 degrees outside guess what temperature they turn 110 degrees yeah so there is no way i'm, I'm sorry like listen i'm all for us racing in nashville 
Um, I don't love that racetrack. I don't love the concrete mile and a half. But at the end of the day, NASCAR, the track, and TV cannot ask anyone to go out there and sit in that God-forbidden heat. I Yeah, and I want to give a shout-out to everybody who waited out that lightning strike delay because I it mean, got, there were people got, sitting in or the, the storm, but yeah. that's when it got nice. It was beautiful out after the yeah. storm. Yes, you could was. actually sit outside and enjoy being at a function. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday were freaking <clears throat> miserable. Yeah, It was really, really hot. And, you know, I that's part of our job. What we signed up for is to be up there in, in the elements. But there are there's two racetracks that stand out to me right now that we can only carry so much stuff. And most of us bring little coolers, but, you know, there's some some tracks, no, most notably to me, is Phoenix and Kansas, who constantly restock coolers on the roof with ice and water, um, knowing how hot it can be and how long you're up on the roof. So, thank you, I got Kansas in trouble um, a few years ago for tweeting at Chicago. It was 116 heat index. I got in trouble for tweeting I remember how hot it was. that it would be really nice to have coolers full of water on the still on the roof for us because... Um, apparently people got offended that I was hot as hell and dehydrating. I mean, we had a spotter this weekend. I mean, TJ and I were a part of, uh, helping him. I mean, he was, he was in trouble. He had changed colors. He was leaning up against an air conditioned thing. I thought he was going to go down. I was really nervous. Uh, A bunch of us chipped in, cooled him down, got a medic up there to fix him. But, um, even in that situation, like we don't have the means to have anything up there to cool ourselves down if the track doesn't provide it. So, um, it's, it's just unfortunate that, these tracks, they look. They could provide shade. They could put. They could put some freaking poles up and put a big piece of cloth up and provide us with some shade. They don't want to do that. They don't care. That's fine. Like TJ said, we signed up for this, but we do need to be able to have freaking cold drinks up there. And there is a way yeah. to fix that. Put a freaking cooler. Yeah, I, I even. I mean, I'll bet if we all chipped in, everyone would chip in too if we had to. You yes. know what I mean? I mean, like, the, I mean, I will give. Them- I don't know how much credit, but they did try to provide drinks. But the same thing, they put them in a bucket with ice that was melted and they were hot yeah. or room temperature by 50 so laps the, into the race. I actually kind of like the racetrack. It's very challenging for the drivers. It's, it can, it can, it's slick. Guys, um, you know, you see guys lose. I saw plenty of guys go up the racetrack, lose, tight, all sorts of handling <laughs> issues, which I like. But when, when we have the lightning delay, there's nowhere like there's nowhere Seek for shelter. Us. Okay. Where's that at? Yeah. And I could not find anywhere to get out of the rain or anything like that. And you know, the, the, the first lightning deal there, there's nowhere to go. I got a really good chuckle out of everybody seek shelter. Drivers stay close. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, which, which one? Cause I don't think they could do both right now. I mean, yeah. and that's another thing. You got drivers that are in the car, probably what? 130 degrees, you know, 120, 130 degrees in the car. And you're telling them, oh, you like, wouldn't you say like, hey, guys, get to your damn buses, get in the AC, hang out. They all have golf carts. It's not like it's going to take them an hour it to get back to their car. Either. Yeah. It's going to be a far. two minute drive back yeah. to the track. Like, let them go to their damn bus and, and get out of the elements for a little while and cool down. But yeah, I, I didn't understand that much at all. I still think Bruton Smith, God rest his soul, obviously uh, lost his life this past week. 95 years old, legend in the sport in the Hall of Fame. Best quote he ever said, we work for the fans. Then act like it. Yeah. Act like it. If, yeah. if the fans are your, who, that's truly who you care about the most, especially the ones that are spending money to be at your facility, then act like it. A hundred percent. I've never, uh, I did witness something that I've never witnessed before is um, when you park in the parking lot, you had to park 
a certain, a certain direction. direction. Yeah, I that was um, very. Uh, that parking attendant must have been gone when I parked. Yeah, yeah they were uh, well, very. It very was adamant. very strict to start, and then it got loosened up. Yeah. So a couple pull in on what day we get there on Friday, and you park. Usually, you park your car according to where the sun's at if you're going to be in it for a little bit because you don't want the sun beating on you. Well, that wasn't allowed. I mean, you just had to park aiming towards the racetrack and and uh, deal with it. So, well, the the dude who parked my car wasn't wearing shoes. Yeah, uh, I, that, so I, I'm not really sure what. You valet? No, I Where'd you find a valet? In the same lot as you. Oh, you dude, it, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. It's a hundred degrees outside, and this dude walked by me. And earlier, I saw him in flip flops. He walked by me, and he was barefoot on that stuff. I don't know how. Like. I have so. no idea how. Like, <laughs> it was like walking across coals and this dude just walking around in it. Living like, his best life. Yeah. I actually gave that dude a water on Friday. Did I'm anybody, like, and did anybody watch the SRX race? I watched change? it. Because yeah. I didn't see it, but I saw Tony Stewart try to choke Ernie Francis out on pit roads. I didn't know he was, what was going uh, on Vintage there. Tony was out. Yeah. It was actually very entertaining. I, I seen an interview where he like won the race, but he was pissed off at everybody. He wanted to kill everybody, it sounded like. <laughs> After the heat race, he wanted to... He wanted to throw down. He was really mad. He did one of those classic, you know, everyone's driving like, and they, I mean, he's a veteran racer. Some of these younger guys aren't, they're going to be more aggressive. They want to get up there and, and make stuff happen. But Tony, uh, <laughs> Tony got angry. And did you see his, did you see a, re, a video? I saw the one replay where he grabbed that one, uh, that Ernie Francis by the Did you see his collar? interview? No. Oh, they interviewed him and he was just like, everyone's driving like idiots, bunch of dumbasses, things like that. Like big meeting they, on, on next week. We're going to have a meeting well, after the meeting. Well, I mean, I gotta, think he, then like, so then you're like, they interview Ernie and Ernie's like, yeah, I'm not backing down. I mean, I came here to race and I didn't do anything I think was crazy, but I'm not, I'm not backing down. I'm like, okay. So then, like, it's, it's kind of like a senior PGA event, right? You got a bunch of old guys that are very accomplished racers, yeah. And then you throw in a couple hot shoes that are young guys. That, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when they put their helmets on, they're race car drivers. Yeah, they forget about the guys and gals that have got to fix these cars. Like five minutes after that, though, they show Tony and Ernie, and they're laughing with each other and stuff. Like I'm like, wait a minute, thought we were going to see these guys go at it. And then Tony, Tony's left-handed too. You got to watch him. He don't mind throwing fists. <laughs> Michael got you. really mad. You see, Michael. I've heard Michael and Hunter Ray got mm-hmm. into it or something. Yeah, but I don't like. I, if you watch the replay of the wreck, it, you know, Michael's kind of crowded him a little bit on the X and he bumps him and then Michael chops him into the corner like, and he was still there. So it's not like the guy drove in there, you know, core of the joy deep and, and sent him. Not like, uh, you, you don't want Michael Waltrip, man. He didn't drive it in like, uh, he said who he the hell got Bowman yesterday? That's, Corey. That was, yeah, that's Corey. the joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, that's why, uh, you know, and, I don't know. I mean, he said he, uh, Uncle Mike's going to have a talk with him. <laughs> That's what he told her. Said something like that. It's pretty funny, though. Cool. Entertaining race. Oh, yeah. I'd like to thank Bojangles for my biscuit and Freddie's biscuit. Uh, I, I, and Brett's biscuit. Thanks for my biscuit. I'm not going to have any more ever again, probably now that I see the size on this T-shirt. <laughs> well, you need but to keep eating so you can wear your shirt. Before we go, we have to shout out <clears throat> the winning car owners here. Uh, Chad and Casey won last night with Jade Avedesian. Uh, if I'm not, that's the first female to win a national first, midget race, yep. right? Uh, they won female. a extreme outlaw race, which is the new midget series for the world of outlaws group. Um, so that's, that's awesome. Jade is super, super talented, has a lot of speed and is, is learning to race. She's had struggles. She's, she's had some pretty wild wrecks this year, but she is super talented. And, uh, once she gets everything figured out, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure. That's cool. Did you go celebrate last night? What did you contribute to that? That's curious. Um, <laughs> I knew that was going. 
<laughs> I contributed coming back from my race early so Chad could so, make sure he so goes basically to his nothing. Race. <laughs> so nothing. No, basically so absolutely con- nothing. I provided moral support. Um, <laughs> that's, that's why he's gone all the time. <laughs> I've seen her drive a few times. She's impressive. <laughs> and she's how old? 15. Uh, 15. 15 years old. 15 years old. That's yep. insane. She's awesome. She's and you good. know, you know, it was a good one when Chad tried in victory lane. That's so good. that was, a. Uh... that's cause he was coming home. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, he all the race is over. He, for the record, he came home and went straight to the shop. So yes, you're probably. Hey, I think I seen where they did they wreck it and Flea fixed it or something. Yes. Like they wrecked the hell out of the car. Yeah, I seen a picture of Flea. Unfortunately, it's been. Uh, it was Jade said in her in- interviews. She there were a, a lot of wrecks this week. So you're kind of like fix. the team mom for this team. I'm guessing, right? Cause you're, you're it's all kids. No, because I don't provide female. snacks or no, anything. No, 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 so, so when they win like that, like what do you do to show your gratitude? I'm curious. Let them come back. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Is there something I'm supposed to do? I mean, you give, should I, you give to all the Xfinity teams when they win and they're not even your kids. So I'm just curious what you do word. for your people. Yeah, Bojangles. You give Bojangles to all the <laughs> Xfinity teams when they win. Um, so you do nothing for your people when they win. Well, no I CBI stay married lunch. to Chad while he runs 90 races a year. And <laughs> I have some thank you uh, notes watch, in the back of my truck. You I can watch use. Chloe so Chad that? can race. I stay married to Chad. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Uh, no, when I'm at the track, I provide them with meals and That's while funny. I don't, we didn't get anything from you. Did you get anything from Casey this weekend? Are you my husband? We got invited into a suite. Uh, yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah. Get yeah, exactly. So at so, least invite them into a suite. <laughs> is there a suite at uh, Jacksonville Speedway? Yeah, Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> if I had not. to guess. Hey, uh, Jason, did you watch the race this week by any chance? Uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Um, I seen a lot of complaints about pre-race and post-race. Was it not on TV? It's on Peacock, which Peacock. is an interesting. Is that going to be? I didn't know if that was a fact because we we were off NBC and it was post-race and it was midnight. Like what the was pre-race was on Peacock regardless because there was some other track and field maybe something on NBC. Then post-race, I assume was going to be on Peacock regardless, but um. We'll see how that develops. That's interesting. I see a lot of people not very happy about that. Everything's going to streaming and regardless. So I think at this point, we're just going to get used to it, but people are going to complain about well, it because NASCAR have, people aren't, Peacock, fans aren't. You know, Peacock streaming. wants to make money. So the only way you're going to make money is by putting stuff on your service yeah. that people want to watch. It like, makes sense, but it's going to be, <laughs> oh, it's not something NASCAR fans are oh, used no. to. Well, I mean, look, we, we talked about this. At least there was a post-race. We talked about this <laughs> years ago on this show that everything is going to streaming. And, and the reason I was privy to make that comment was because I was with Blake Shelton and he was in some meetings and it's obvious that everything is going to streaming. So everything, I mean, we, we, we've said that on the show. So if you're a longtime listener, you're not surprised by this, but if you're Peacock, your number one objective is to sell more subscriptions. Well, how are you going to do that? You're going to put, put content, it on there. You're going to put yep. content that people are willing to pay for mm-hmm. onto your streaming platform. And if you're a diehard fan, you're going to pay 5 or $10 a month to go get it. And, but, that, there, I, but there, at least there is a post-race. I mean, they're providing uh, yeah. they're providing content what, that people want to see. That's what why I love cost? Mad TV, man. Does anybody, is it like $4.99 a, a month? Five, yeah, there's something like that. Then there's like I a mean, $10 option. So you're, you, we saw the whole first half of the year, people did nothing but because there wasn't right. enough post-race. Are you not willing to pay a yeah. dollar a week 
or you know, a dollar a week to, to watch the post race. That's I, essentially I, pay, what it is. I personally pay for Peacock because it, it is a great streaming service. So, um, I My know. son's streaming service for his baseball is thirty nine ninety nine a month. That's three hundred and sixty dollars a year. That's a and pool if you want to watch it, guess what? You're yeah, gonna pay you're for gonna it. Pay for and it. if you don't want to watch it, then shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't see the reason. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. I'm Sorry, Jason. I mean, but I'm serious. Like you can't tunnel. complain. <laughs> there's wrong? not enough content, and then when the content's offered, you say, "Well, I'm not paying for it." It's no different than when Jeff Gluck. Went to work for the athletic, and people are like, I'm yeah. not paying to read his articles. Okay, well then don't. Yeah, because uh, the people that are are going mean, to get more content than you're going to get. That's how the guy makes a living. Do you not want to support his living? Do you like his material? It, it they, <clears throat> NBC people even, are greedy. They even had a post race like, for for Xfinity series. Now, like I mean. They are doing what fans are asking. They're providing the content that they want. I think that's great because then you get to know these young guys yeah. a little bit more. Let's push them. Yep. And, Agreed. And I laughed. We were sitting at the beach and uh, it was the off week and the truck race was getting ready to start. And we, we had just talked about this with Burton on here. Uh, what was a baseball game or something was running long yep. and it was on FS1 and the heat races were supposed to be on FS1. And just like we suspected, everybody starts blowing. It's the ninth inning of a two-run baseball game. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, get this shit off my TV. No. Where's the heat races? Because they started them on FS2 or something like that. And I'm like, you don't you don't get it. Like, you want, you want NASCAR to run into whatever behind that, you know, after NASCAR, whether it's a hockey game yes. or whatever else. But, you know, you want your stuff to start right on time. You don't get it both ways. So, I mean. No, you but just, give them credit for finding a way to make it work, yeah. you, even yeah. if you don't have that part. But they're making it work. You wouldn't want them – you know, we had a long red flag. Are we just supposed to can the rest of the race and not let you see it? No, no. there's and, other things and on too. I, I have, to, I don't know, Jason, you, if you saw this, I have to give a shout out to NBC too for like their coverage during the delays, as well as being able to explain some of what was going on, such as when Bush's tire came off, they provided the Our graphic that really helps <clears throat> fans see yeah. what went I wrong. Saw, what, I th- what did I they th- show? This, I think nut, it was, this nuts comes loose and the tire comes off. I think it was Weaver <laughs> that I read this morning. I, I, aside from the Peacock complaints, I saw a lot of positivity about yeah. the, the coverage. And I think Weaver was one of them that said like some of the graphics were way better. Obviously, I'm assuming they're not cartoon characters like Fox was. Um, but yeah, that's good to hear that at least the coverage was good. And then listen, if like Brett said, this is where we're going with Peacock. So honestly, one of my favorite was parts of this was when Kyle was trying to get after chase. I think it was towards the end of the race and they, what do you mean get after him? What's that mean? Trying to catch up to chase and they provided the data from or data, whoever one, however you want to say it from Kyle's car to show what was going on in his car as he was getting closer, um, how they were comparing it to Chase's car. So it was, they, they did a great job explaining, especially the fans who don't watch all the time. Here's my thing about pregame, pre-race, pre-whatever. How many options do you have for NFL on Sunday morning to watch pregame shows? There's CBS, there's ESPN, there's oh, NFL Network. ton of them. It's all over the place. NFL Network, like, all of them. This opens up, the streaming opportunity opens up for other people to be able to offer some sort of pre-race experience, whether it's from their living room or from the racetrack or whatever. I realize that Fox and NBC have all these exclusives, but what's going to stop us, Dirty Mo Media, from sitting in this studio and streaming our own pre-race show 30 minutes before on the Dirty Mo Media platform? Right, that you pay two ninety nine a month. So, like, I think people are missing the boat. And and I went back and forth yesterday with some folks. Like, Netflix 
went out of business. I'm Netflix boom because Blockbuster wasn't willing to change their model. Um, Kodak cameras, yeah, they came back for a hot minute because of some rap song, but they're dead. Like you, if when you look at business models, if you don't change, you go out of business. So what NBC's doing, the power of the peacock is pretty brilliant. It makes sense, but my problem is that it's like NASCAR needs as much advertisement promotion as possible. You want to reach as many people as possible, and I understand why they're streaming the pre-race shows. But the NFL doesn't stream like they're very accessible to millions of people. I think NASCAR needs more accessible content, needs to reach more people to bring more people in. So they will eventually pay for that streaming service because they're already invested. Yeah, I think you're you're 100 percent right. And I think what, what you're saying, NFL's going to go to that. Mm. It's it's going to happen. It's just we're doing it first. And why wouldn't you? If you're if you're NBC, why wouldn't you use NASCAR as the pilot for that? No different than when you launched NBC Sports Network, which, oh, by the way, it's gone, mm. right? But when you go try new things, you have to have somebody to try them with. I mean, you're starting to see this, I think, with the NFL already. Aren't they going to have a oh, Thursday Amazon, night game yeah. on Amazon Prime? Mm. Like, you, now you've got a game. They're, like, they're putting the game on a streaming service. So They've been on Amazon Prime already. Uh, yeah, but they're having, like, I an think, ex- I think this every, is an exclusive, yeah, like, exclusive. I'm pretty sure it's exclusive oh, yeah. Amazon Prime mm-hmm. game. Please tell me it's not the first game of the year. I, don't, I think it's, like, the Thursday night game. I, don't no, I think sure. first night's on NBC. Yeah. But okay. I mean, you see stuff going in this direction, and they're I mean, stacking their Prime, but... broadcast lineup, which makes people oh. want to pay for it. So that might be another perk of streaming. If you put a really good crew together, people are going to want to pay to hear their analysis. All right. Well, before we head into spot on, spot off, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. <laughs> If you need to buy or sell a home quickly or know someone who does, we've got an important message for you. Our friends at OfferPad want to buy your home and will do it fast. To start the process, tell OfferPad about your home by completing a form that takes less than five minutes to fill out. Once you submit that form to OfferPad, you receive a cash offer in your inbox within 24 hours. It's free with no obligations at all. So if you're curious on how much your home will sell for, give it a try with OfferPad. If you like what you see, OfferPad is ready to make your big move happen. Selling with OfferPad means perks. You can sell without listing. There are no showings. You pick your own closing day. A free local move is included and the option for a three-day extended stay. OfferPad does real estate the way it should be with those perks and a quick, easy selling process. Yeah, we just raced in an OfferPad market in Nashville. Music City, man. So many awesome things to do there. If you're interested in moving to Music City area, OfferPad can make that happen. And ask where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. First topic, the top running Toyotas pit during the final caution and don't get back up front while Chase Elliott stays out to win at Nashville. Spot On, Spot Off, Brett. Um, obviously a mistake by these crew chiefs. I think they thought more guys behind them would come and you think you're going to drag guys with you to pit road. And when the first guy to pit comes off pit road 11th with, you know, four or five laps to go or whatever it ended up being like you, you got, you got no chance to come back and win the race unless you keep getting caution after caution, after caution, after restarts. 
Um, Chase Elliott, man, shout out to him. Uh, I thought it was going to be the Toyota show. You know, you look at Sonoma, and I realize it's a road course, but Toyotas were horrible. I know you guys talked about it uh, with our, our secret guest, uh, John Hunter Nemechek, who was wearing camo a couple of weeks <laughs> Couldn't ago. Couldn't even see him. Couldn't even see him on here. Hear him it's either. Just like he didn't see Josevar the other night when he chopped across his yeah, nose. Yes, but Maybe Toyotas, he needs the glasses. Toyotas suck <laughs> at Sonoma. Like, they were horrible. I mean, I, I got to the airport and saw some of their drivers, and they were head down and shaking their head like they were baffled. And then you come back this weekend, and they completely dominated. The finishing results don't show that. Um, obviously, Kurt had a decent finish. Christopher Bell still snuck in a top 10. But to have cars like Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch had, and then to take yourself out of contention to win, ouch. That's hard to, that's going to be a hard one to swallow. Freddie. Yeah, I mean, spot off. Um, there's 26 cars on the lead lap at that point. You've got to imagine that eight to ten of them are going to stay out, especially the guys at the very back that are decent. Uh, we were running twenty fourth. We said if we can if we can get in the top ten, we're going to stay out. We restarted tenth, finished twelfth. Um, but you know, I, and I think that I think there was a mistake made by one of them. You know, Martin, I believe, was told if you go back and listen to the radio, if you can get the front row, stay out. And he had the front row and followed the 11 and 18 down pit road, unfortunately for them. Uh, and then you just you, listen, if you if you can think if you're thinking that eight to 10 cars are going to stay out there, you're not winning the race with four laps to go from ninth, 10th, 11th, wherever you're going to restart. It's not happening. Not with this package, not with this car. There wasn't enough tire fall off to make that big a difference. Um, so I just think it was a mistake on their part. Like Brett said, obviously, you're thinking is hopefully if I pit from second, I drag you know, everybody but four or five cars down here and I can restart in the top three rows and, and he'll have a shot at it. But you just open yourself up to, you know, everything can go wrong. Look at the day, you know, Danny got back through the pack just being super aggressive. He got back to sixth because he's great. Um, but, I mean, you guys know where Martin and Kyle finished? Uh, Martin was behind me. Martin and Kyle finished 21st and 22nd. And yeah. they had the two of the three fastest cars of the day there. So, I mean... Just a mistake on their part, um, you know, and like I said, a, a, a big, maybe a bigger mistake by just, you know, coming down, coming down pit road when, they, when you're probably told to stay out there. But uh, just an unfortunate deal for them guys. But, yeah, you, uh, you just get bounced. You, when you put yourself in jeopardy of, you know, if you go back there and restart 12th, 13th, everybody's on kill mode for three laps, and you're going to end up, you know, somebody's getting wrecked back there, and, and we saw that, obviously. Yeah, I felt that, obviously. Yeah. Um, spot off, but I think, what happened is, is it got colder. It cooled off a lot. The sun went down and we've seen cars, uh, the raw speed cars that are super fast when it's gripped up, showed up more. And I think they saw that. And I think they might've thought the only chance they had of beating the nine at that point was to try to get an advantage on them. And I think that's why those guys pitted because it was obvious. Larson was not very good early in the day. He was, he was making a lot of a lot of ground there at night, and uh, I mean he was working his way back up there pretty decently, I thought. So, you know, and Ross as well. Those the basically the Chevys, the, the Hendrick cars are we, raw speed gripped we, up. We we were very fast and all weekend. Yeah, and you know we noticeably lost an advantage as it cooled down. You know the the bottom yeah, we group did. became more dominant. We lost her a little and, bit too. And we were I mean we were driving by people all race long until the the end there when Bubba could tell, you know Bubba's like we we've lost our advantage. He said, you know, we we yeah. had a big advantage to start the race and we've lost our advantage now. And the nine driving from the back to the front. I mean, you could tell he was he was fast, but we 
we were good when it was hot and slick. When it when it cooled off and it took all the rubber off the track, we weren't nearly as good. We were probably 14th place, 13th, 14th place car at that point. I think the biggest thing we're missing here is Denny Hamlin doesn't have an opportunity realistically to go finish top 10 in points and get a lot of bonus points as as, as regular season comes to an end. Um, if, you're, if you're second in points, you get 10 bonus points for the playoffs. So he's not in a position to go get those. So I think what he and Gabehart are thinking is, we're not going to beat the nine right here. He's too dang good. He's got control of the restart. He's got yeah. lane choice. We're not going to beat him on a, on a quick shootout. And we don't have anything to lose because all we care about is playoff points. We're not going to yeah. get more by staying out. Let's try to win the race. And I think when he did that, it maybe screwed some people's thought process up because there are guys out there that do need to worry about points, even though they already have wins because we all know those guys get paid points if they're in the top 10 when regular season ends. Points. You're not worried about points. Not worried I'm about not points. worried about points. Freddie ain't worried about points. No. But when you look at the decision that was made, it's like, man, um, I think the 11 was win or quit. And when he made his call, it kind of screwed things up. I think that I, I saw an interview where Denny said, I don't know if it was Bob or Jordan or somebody – but he said, "We're we're from here on out. We're throwing hail marys to the playoffs, like trying for wins because, you know, that's that you're just going for those playoff bonus points now for the wins." And yeah, I, I understand that, but I think that the more realistic quote unquote hail mary is restart on the front row with Chase and try to outrun him because, it, like I said, if you're if you're damn eighth, you're just not going to be able to get there. I don't think. You're I mean, and, and he got there. I mean, he yeah. started twelfth and got to sixth. But, but like he, you said, I don't think they, I don't think they thought that many people. Yeah, but with twenty six cars in the lead lap, you got to know there's a bunch that are going to stay yeah. out. I, I trust mean, me. you just saw it. You just saw it on that. We stayed out. We got caught on that caution because so many guys. The, the whole back half of the field ran long on that one caution, just trying hoping for a miracle, and they got it. That was us. And, yeah, and. And now you give these guys another chance at a miracle by throwing a caution with five to go or whatever it was. And all right, here, like if all these guys pit, we're staying out. We're going to restart in the top 10, 12, and hope we can hang. Everybody that was back there running, you know, 20th around there, why not try it? You know, we're, yeah. I'm running 24th. If we restart in the top 10, I'm not going to go back to 24th. I think, we were around, I think we were around 15th, but when that all on that last restart, we were choosing from sixth or seventh. Yeah. And uh, when we went in turn one, we went all the way to the third lane because we were kind of the buffer car. We were right there at it. And we went to the third lane, and so did Kyle. And when Kyle got right to us, I thought he was going to wreck us because you could tell he was trying to go, but there was just no – there wasn't a lane. Yeah. And when he didn't he didn't wreck us, we went down into three and four, and obviously somebody – I'm not sure who got into the 41. 41 was in the middle, I think. I would tell you, but I can't. Who was it, you? No, it wasn't. had to be Denny. <laughs> Was it Danny? <laughs> Had to be. He won't tell you. It is. <laughs> All right. So uh, it was a, well, I thought it was a great move. Whoever did it, <laughs> it Denny, if it, he hits the forty-one, forty-one comes up and hits us and destroys our car. So, um, well, well, it was just a few weeks ago that that guy you can't talk about was saying that's just not a very smart decision. <laughs> um, but. You know, it's at the end. It's free for all. I mean, you're everyone. You, no one's going to lift at that point. You're going to fill every hole. But my, <laughs> did you guys see? Kyle on the last lap. I saw him, somebody said he was wall riding. He went through one and two. Oh, like, dude. Dude, he went through one and two and ran like the high lane. Like, like it was all. Then I'm like, oh, okay. So then he goes into three and four and he just tries to do it again and he gets into the wall in the middle and he just stays in he it. He stays on the wall <laughs> a whole way around the corner. 
Yeah, like a was, video game. It did. He he. It was like Darlington with Larson. We <laughs> just stayed in. Well, you know, we talked about these things being gripped up. Did anybody? Uh, I don't know if a lot of people saw. It. I don't know if TV showed it, but Danny put the bumper to Ross coming to the coming to the checker, and Ross didn't move. Like he drove into one and, and I saw him. pushed him all the way through one and two, yeah. and Ross barely budged. Like they just yeah. drove off of two, and Ross drove away from him again. It looked like Daniel Suarez had no idea how to get around that racetrack. <laughs> And he was still hauling ass all day yesterday. That's oh, how yeah. good track house cars are. Like I would watch him pick up the throttle and yeah. shoot up the track. Like he looked like he literally did not know he how to get around this racetrack. Three car lanes too deep, and you'd be like, "Oh, well, we're gonna make it. We're gonna beat him down this day." And then he get that thing turned, and he'd be like, "Son of a gun!" Like <laughs> if you just well, that's what the guy like the drivers talked about that too. That a bigger a big deal with the shifting is like you can mess up and just drop a gear and, and kind of take off where in the, you know, years past it was, you know, you couldn't do that because like, if you made a mistake, you're just, you've killed all your momentum for the next straightaway. Yeah. Now you just drop a gear and take off again and, and you, there's no effect really. Speaking of uh, moves like that, did you see, was it the Briscoe block Ross there near the beginning in the one? Yeah, that's, that's their old Ross chat saying, don't give a to her coming back. Uh, yeah. Like, and there's two things like, First of all, why make that move for that spot that early in a race? What do you, you're forcing something? You're putting something I mean, in a, a bad spot. It was a solid battle. I mean, they were only like 27th, I think, something like that. Yeah, really good, um, really solid battle. I mean, it was going to pay off if you could get the lead right then for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you're going three wide to the bot, forcing things. Just that's not to me. That's not a, a championship ready person yet. Yeah. You're going to make a mistake and it's going to cost you. So. And your car super and he's lucky fast. it didn't because he he was when they he he know he knocked Chase up into whoever it was Ty Dillon I yeah. think and and Ross was right behind them they could have easily collected him and took yeah, him out of the took race him out, you know just like that but yeah just I'm surprised well, not you, really you alluded to this a little bit earlier but no caution for Brad Keselowski and Cole Custer in the wall on the final restart after NASCAR announced a change in the process of calling cautions Jason you want to read. So since the All-Star Race, NASCAR said there's been an increase in communication between the race director, the senior vice president of competition, the series director, and race control on calling the cautions. If there is a serious accident that requires immediate caution to be called, the race director has the power to do so. But when it comes to a key juncture in the race, the increased communication between the three officials and race control is viewed as helping with consistency and accuracy in caution calls. Brett, spot on, spot off. <laughs> so what, what were these three people doing when that tire was rolling around the racetrack off Chris Buescher's car? Were they were they texting each other and asking, hey, should we throw this caution? Um, look, I'm going to I'm going to actually defer this to my good friend, TJ Major Majors. Um, you were in this caution. Oh, you actually weren't in the caution. You were in the wreck. He was in the wreck. He was yeah, not, it didn't bring caution. out a caution. Should it have brought out a caution? Uh, I mean, this is a yes or no answer. I believe it should have. I believe it should have. If that if that wreck happens at a different point, not nah, I don't care if it's the end of the race or not. My guy barely had any steering. It was probably I mean, I'm telling him to get under the apron. He is fighting it to get down there. I mean, I don't know if you saw how bad the thing was. It would like literally veer one way or the other. And I didn't want to stop because I didn't want to ruin the race if they were gonna keep it green. So I'm and I'm sitting there telling him to get low. Before they're even saying, tell the six to get. I mean, I was hollering them way before that. You're clear low. Get to the apron down here when you know when you can here. Get down to the flat. And, you know, I know if that wreck happens in the middle part of a race or something, I, I feel like a caution comes out. But, um, you know, I because we were still moving, I understand, you know, at the end there, why, you know, it, it's, it, look, people, I didn't, 
see the race for the lead. I was more worried about keeping Brad down on the apron. I didn't know what was going on, but to me in the middle part of the race, if I, I, I think that's a caution. If you think it's a caution, then I'm on your side and I'm spot off that there was no caution because the wreck that I saw, the wreck that I spotted my driver through, I was waiting to say caution is out. Yellow, yellow, yellow. And I did not do that because they keep going. And the hard part for us as spotters when that happens is we're wondering whether or not our NASCAR channel is working. So now we're taking our eyes off of the racing and we're looking at the flag stand. And that guy's standing there with a yellow in his hand, just dying to throw it, but nobody's telling him to throw it. So it's uh, as a spotter, you don't know when they're going to throw it and when they're not, Freddie. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, in my, in a hundred percent honesty, I don't think that that needed to be a caution, but I promise you one thing we've seen a lot less be thrown, you know, a, th- a caution be thrown for a lot less than that. So, you know, I, it, listen, that, that description, I didn't know that description because you didn't put in the notes until, you know, you just read it. Um, but that pisses me off even more. Like, so, so you don't, why do you have a race director if the race director has to rely on the series vice president and whoever else to call the cautions? Like, why does the situation matter when you throw a caution? It's a f-ing caution flag. It's a safety device, not an entertainment device. Like, this is ridiculous. Why are you, the, the, uh, he, has to, he has the ability to throw the caution immediately if he wants to, but if it's a race altering situation, he has to talk to somebody else? No, that's not the way this works like i don't get it like it's either a caution or it's not a caution it's not a caution because this guy's leading or we're in the middle of a pit cycle it's a caution or it's not a caution and we just want consistency as spotters like brett said we have no idea when they're gonna throw the yellow and when they're not gonna throw the yellow chris busher was out there and he wrecked and i said all right watch 17 he doesn't have a right rear tire where do you think that tire's at? That's what I said to Bubba. I, you know, and it, it I killed know us. It was going down the front stretch. <laughs> so, so then we clear him, and we're driving off now 10 seconds later into one, and Haley keys up. He's like, what in the f- are they doing up there? And I'm like, they don't see this tire rolling down the front stretch that the rest of the world sees. <sighs> and bless their hearts, right? I know race control is difficult, but at the end of the day, I am with you on this one, Freddie. You can't have time to have a committee caution. Like, what is the key? If I slap you on this shoulder, I slap you on that shoulder, you throw it if you hadn't already thrown it. Like, we don't have time for all that. We had, you look at Saturday, The I think it was a 31, but I could be wrong. The 31 spins out off a two and is sitting broadside in the middle of the racetrack. Wow, for seconds. Half a lap, it seemed like. And I don't know if anybody didn't see it, if they were sitting there waiting on them to get going, what they were doing there. The turn two spotter official i heard him call it in two times and they just they, you know they don't explain nothing they're not like hey by the way there's a car sitting over and turn two sideways they just yeah. this turn two guy goes turn two yeah look here turn two like look over here and i look over there and there's literally a car sitting sideways in the middle of the racetrack it was and we ran a half a lap before they did the i was flag. actually starting the leaders I'm were like, into one i think when they threw the yellow. they were because we were probably 12th or 13th and i'm like Look, I got one sitting on the track off of two. Maybe they were having a meeting. Keep digging. Keep going until I tell you. I'm, a, I'm probably going to be a caution. Maybe they saw them and they turned around. They were talking about it, like discussing. Hey, she think we should. What do you think about that one over there? Like, I don't get it. You have a race director. I don't. I can't. I maybe I'm wrong, but I cannot imagine David Hoots back in the day was turning around and asking somebody if he should throw the yellow flag. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't I'm not understand. playing devil's advocate because I completely understand your point, and I know some of the people who this, make this who is going to be good. Whatever make, she's about to say, make those decisions. This will be record breaking content saying, right here. All I'm saying, well, because I'm friends with a lot of those people, so you know, so I. I have to watch my I like all of them. I do think, When's the last time I you do, went to dinner with any of them? 
I do think <laughs> that they listen to the show and they hear you guys complaining about calls that are cautions and not cautions. And so they're trying to come up with a strategy, not saying it's right, but they're at least doing something rather than hearing you guys talk about the fact that they called a caution when they shouldn't have called a caution. Well, the strategy is not let's have a I'm meeting not about saying, it. I'm not saying That's the strategy, strategy is right. I'm just explaining the fact that like I understand that they're trying to do their best and they're probably going to change it again. And they're probably listening to the show. And Brett, I know what you're thinking in your head. I'm just saying that they listen and I just wonder, they are at least trying to make a change and they are probably going to change it again. I just wonder which one of the people after they listen to this show, is going to have to go to the bathroom to get all this lipstick off their ass that you're putting on there. F*** you. <laughs> spot on, spot off. Kyle Bush says, I want to remind everyone these are the biggest pieces of in f***ing traffic when he caught but couldn't pass Elliot late in the race. TJ. I am spot off. Because you drove from the back to the front and had from a, dead last, yeah, started dead last. You pass a lot of cars. I it would like to invite you into our world at times <laughs> and see what you. I mean, Kyle's had one of the best cars his entire weekend. career. His the entire guy has never driven a piece of in his entire no, life. He, he did, but maybe then he, a street then car. Got, no, the Xfinity car that he had. still still wasn't a piece. Of but you know. He's one of the best there is out there. He finds his way to the front. I realize you're mad because you. You're doing a good job, Jason. Keep making Because you didn't win, but, you know, it's. You, you still put on a hell of a show from the back to the front, so. I think that the best personality in our sport and for our sport is Kyle Busch. Yeah. He's one of the best race car drivers. You just said it. He's one of the best guys to give you. Good quotes. He's one of the best guys that's going to tell you what he thinks. Dude, wall rode the last. At, at that <laughs> moment in time, he thought his car was the biggest piece of <laughs> out there. So I'll give him props for, for telling everybody that. I mean, the, the thing is, what, what is said over the radio, and I've gotten in trouble and called all for this too, but like what is said over the radio, we're in the middle of a game, people. We're in the middle of a competition, and we don't always have the ability to, to stop and think, oh, what I'm about to say, a bunch of people are going to listen and a bunch of people are going to tweet it and a bunch of people are going to want to talk about it. You, that is the privilege of being a NASCAR fan is you get to hear what's inside of the huddle. You get to hear what's being said after the play's called. You get access to freaking everything that the driver is going to say and the spotter and the crew chief to each other. And so I think like people just need to be thankful for that. We're going to talk about that here in a second people, in depth. But people truly need to be thankful for that. Though. Yeah, we don't get to, you know, NFL players aren't mic'd up live so you can hear them. I wish they were. Because I mean, some I, of them are, but I mean. But what you say earlier, earlier, we can't, we can't pay. Not live, yeah. We can't pay to hear it at that point in time or, or go there and turn, put a headset on. And I want to listen to, you know, I want to listen to Wes Welker light up Bernard Pollard the whole time. And, and you know, you can do that. So I just don't think gonna that me. we should ever catch any criticism from anybody unless it's our boss on our team for what we say over our radio. In because my radio moment. is provided to me to do a job and a service to my team. I don't give a who's listening. I don't give a if anybody listening. For all I care, none of y'all can listen. It don't change my job. So like people, what they hear over the radio, they should either 
clap about it, laugh about it, or if you don't like it, turn the radio off. It is freaking one of the coolest things about our sport. So I think Kyle Busch, I'm spot on for what he said. I'm spot on for everything Kyle Busch is doing right now, other than when we heard his feelings. He's just being Kyle. That's just Kyle yeah. being Kyle, which is great. It is. So, yeah. Freddie? Oh, I just earlier said that he's never driven a piece of in his life. Um, and we talked about it earlier. It was just a product of the damn sun going down and the nine getting faster. Like, you, how many times? I bet he passed the nine two or three times during the race. I mean, his you know? car drove to the front and drove off. Yeah. Your car from last. Your car, you were dominating the race. Yeah. Your car was not bad. Yeah. It wasn't. It it's was, a, I mean, look, that's the thing about rain delays. It's not the first time something like this has happened where the tracks cooled off and other cars become good. Kyle Busch is a free agent, right? There's two or three teams looking at him. Is he still? I, I guess. Is he? Because I, I thought that uh, they were getting close. I mean, they're close isn't signed. I think they were close a few months ago. They haven't said anything yeah. in the last. I just, well, I now just, that they've re-signed Martin, does that mean, like, are there? There's a T in Martin. Martin. How do you say that? Martin? <laughs> Don't mess with me today. <laughs> oh, I'm not Oh, done. wow. Look we're at just that. going. Honest God, though. Like, She's if you're Kyle Busch and you're looking at all these offers on your table, Right. Let's let's just say one of them is Stuart Haas Racing. Well, you're Allegedly. not. Well, you're not going to get in a four car most likely. That's Kevin Harvick's. So, are you going to go get in a forty one or the ten? If you're Kyle right Busch and you're complaining well, about I mean, how bad your car is, <laughs> or you're already complaining about how bad the eighteen is, well, you see what the forty one does every week. Yeah. Like, you want to go get in that car? Like, okay, you don't want to go there. Where, where are you going to go? I mean, maybe he wants to drive one of them track house cars. So they're going to add a car. They're going to have to have three charters. I mean, that's. I mean. Well, who else are you gonna get? Like I don't know what what team would excite Kyle Busch right now to leave. That'd Joe, be the other I mean, for I, you, He can't. There's nobody in the world. I think he would leave Joe. Like if he voluntarily like had a deal with Joe Gibbs and anywhere else. There's no way you leave Joe Gibbs Racing. So I mean, I that just means you're also leaving Toyota and look at everything Toyota does. Other manufacturers have money. I mean, I agree, but they have a lot of money. They spend a lot of money. Well, talk about being completely transparent. Moving on to the next topic. Spot on, spot off. Bubba Wallace says to crew chief Booty Barker, leave me the f*** alone, dude. Don't talk to me the whole f***ing race after having to tighten a loose wheel. Ready? Um, listen, this wasn't directed at Booty. I mean, it was said to Booty, but this was just frustration boiling over, over, I, this year has been whatever Ken. There's only two people that talk to Bubba, and it's really you and Booty. So who is it directed to? This is directed to the entire team. This no is directed to the to pit him. crew. This is shut the <laughs> up. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> it's just a direct statement, blanket statement to everybody. To you and Booty, because there's and, only two people whoever, that talk to whoever him. Whoever the <laughs> it is, I don't know, but he listen. I don't blame him. Listen, you know, this is shut up. When's the last like, time you heard a front tire change or key up and be like, "What's up, Bubba? Car high." I just kidding. <laughs> I almost got choked. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what anybody expected him to say at this point in the night. He's like, just mad. Like, I mean. he's just irate, not mad. Not Mad's not even the word anymore. Uh, it's just, it's it's ridiculous at this point. Um, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, I can't, I don't even know what to say to him. Like, nor, in the 12, 13 years that I've been working with him, like, I could usually kind of get something like to kind of get him back off the ledge and been back. And, and I don't, I'm speechless at this point. Like, right. I don't know what to say. Being on the team. Have you heard of any <laughs> conversations, any potential Ugh. changes or no. things that they're trying to do the, 
No, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're working behind the scenes to get the best available guys in the best positions for us, but you know, it is what it is. It's it's and it's probably I'd have to go back and count, but we're probably on our seventh or eighth tire falling off or loose wheel of the season. Um where do your pit crews come from? JGR. Um Who do you think is gonna get better pit crews? JGR or twenty three eleven? Obviously JGR. You know, it's it's we're you know, we're we're essentially the if I had to guess, we are having we're the sixth Toyota team. So we probably have the sixth pit crew. Which know? is still talented guys. It's, oh yeah, it's not bad. There's nothing wrong. It's just, you know, it's it's Execution. inexperienced guys. You know, it's experience. It's not talent. It's experience. And the guys I would assume on our team are less experienced than some of the guys on the, the four JGR cars. And it's it, it shows. shows. It shows. You know, and it's it's unfortunate. And we talked about, you know, we this is not new. Loose wheels are not new. But the prop the penalty for a loose wheel is much more substantial than it has been in the past. So, you know, if you had a loose wheel in the past, we would leave pit road, we'd run ten laps, come down pit road and, and have oh you gotta come in, tighten the wheel up, whatever. But you know, it's just you know, it's now they many, fall off. So now this, they fall off. This if this is your seventh or eighth loose wheel, that's almost an entire season off for the crew chief. Yeah, I mean, luckily only one of them has fallen off. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But gotcha, yeah. you know, it's but we've had to pit or come back to pit road or or been under green, and I don't even know how Bubba can tell because a lot of, it doesn't seem like most of the guys like they lose well, the wheel. Probably got like, a feel for he's it. Probably got, <laughs> unfortunately, he's got a lot of experience and he's got a feel for it. But you know, like I seen a lot of people. You know, he had two comments yesterday on the radio. And listen, we talked about this. You weren't here last week. I think it was Harvick. That was with was, John Hunter was we were, with missing John Hunter. Um, <laughs> guys handle things differently. You know, some yeah. guys will you know try to rally the troops. Some guys will just Harvick wanted to fire what do you call them a bunch of wankers or something a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, so listen, guys do things differently. Do I agree with you know MF and the guys and telling everybody to shut the hell up? No, but that's kind of the way Bubba's been his whole career. Like he he expects. If I hold him to a certain standard, he's going to hold me to a certain standard. And, you know, listen, you come off an off week, you come to practice, you're hauling ass. It's hot. It's hot. as. But, I mean, like he was all he was like leading up to the week, I could tell leading up to Sonoma, he was just ready. He like he needed an off week to kind of reset and, and get his mind back where it needed to be. And we got through Sonoma, blew up, you know, that was it, whatever it is, what it is. Come back the first race. And Vacationed early. First race, and you know, you come out the gates, you're hauling ass, fast car in practice. He's upbeat, best mindset I've seen from the all year going into the race. You, he screws up in qualifying, almost he gets loose, almost wrecks, qualifies 30th. Drives, Both ends, drives, I watched it, drives right to seventh place in the first stage, finishes seventh. So we know the car is just as good as it was on Friday. And we come down pit road, and now we're back in the pack again. Then later in the race, we get caught by a caution. We're running, we drive back to ninth after the wheel's about to fall off. Get a call, pit under green, and the caution falls right after we pit, and we get trapped the lap down back to twenty third. So listen, I mean, you can say what you want about the kid and, and how he acts and how he what he talks to the guys, but I, at this point, I don't really blame him anymore. He's no if, worse than some others. If your pit crew can't execute in this day and age, you're screwed. You, you have no shot. You have there's no shot. And and I'm on a team. I mean, I'm a, I'll talk about my team. We've had two wheels fall off. Crew chief's been gone for eight weeks. His first week back was yesterday, and we had another loose wheel, and it was going to potentially fall off, and we stopped on pit road, and that was a disaster. You can't just scream stop when you can't see your car and know what's going on around you, but we stop on pit road, and then it's like, well, what are you going to do now? Like, you still got to come back to the – it's going to fall off before you get back to the pit box, but 
that the, if you do not have a pit crew that can execute eight to 12 good stops a race, you're not going to win. And I don't know why any of us would ever pit short on a green flag cycle when we're not running in the top three or four and could maintain the lead lap after a pit cycle, because it seems like every green flag pit cycle, a wheel is going to go rolling around the racetrack. Yeah. There's been a lot of cautions this year, but you know, I, you're, you don't want to really be spot. You don't want to be spot on for hearing that stuff, but there's been worse said, and then he's not the only driver to ever lose, you know, get frustrated during the race. So. This is where composure is important. Mental fortitude is important. He drove a good race. And he's got to just, yeah, he's got to be the leader here. He's got to keep it together. I mean, the, the thing is, you have super fast cars. With those things, you should be winning poles and winning races. And he's not. And mm-hmm. I get the frustration. But doing this is not going to help your race team. It just hurts even worse when you have such a good car and you're, you know, you have a fast car. And then it ha- these things always seem to happen. Um, like Sonoma, we got bit by a caution from, uh, guess what? A wheel falling off. That's Sonoma is one of the places where you don't want to pit early or, you know, you don't want to pit late because you got to be ahead of the cycle. Absolutely. So we were on the other side of it there, but yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I think people forget these guys are in there by themselves. They got their helmet on. They're hot. They're working their tail off. I have stood in the pit box on the PR side of the sport 20 plus years ago. And when the driver loses his mind like this, the morale of that pit box it's, it's like you stick a freaking pin in a blimp and the blimp just goes flying out of the air and it crashes to the ground. Like it just completely destroys the synergy of the team. So it, it's, it's, look, it's tough. You got to be mature in those situations. And there are guys like Jimmy Johnson that always are. And there are guys like Kyle Bush that really never are. So what I think, like when you said in the, in the pit box area, what it's like, you know, you got a lot of fans at home that now have access through their phones and they're, they're tuned in. You know, if they're, it gets to be a late race and they feel like you got to keep, you got to be the leader. Like you said, you got to keep, keep that person sitting there, keep your people engaged. Cause honestly, I know, you know, he, he, I thought Bubba drove a great race. I thought he passed a lot of cars. I thought he made a lot of good moves and, and put himself in a good spot many times. So it's just, it's so much different in our sport because if you're the quarterback, you say it in the huddle, nobody gets offended. And if you're the you know coach of the baseball and you go out to the mound, you bring the infield in and talk to everybody, nobody gets offended and butthurt. But in our sport, I'm telling you, that whole pit box gets butthurt. Yeah, and, and the thing to remember is, like, you know, this is not a solitary incident. You know what I mean? This ain't the first time it's happened. And I think that plays – you know, if this is just a random – we're having a decent year and he, they randomly leave a wheel loose, you don't get this reaction. No. But, I mean, we, we are probably in a position to have – seven to eight top tens this year and mistakes on pit road or, or, you know, bad calls by us at Charlotte, by getting them put out of the race, um, you know, stuff like that just piles up to where you're, you finally just reach your breaking point. You know, I've never, I've, like I said, I've been with Bubba forever, the 13 years now, whatever it is, never in my life have I heard him talk to anybody on the radio the way he talked last night. And it's just, that's it. Like I'm, I'm, I, I'm back, you know, I'm back. I'm in this right friend of mine. We're going to attack the second half of the year. My car is hauling ass and the wind just gets taken out of your sails all over again twice, you know, and it's just like, holy, shit, what do I have to do, you know, to, to get a break in this deal? And it's coming, you know, I, we have enough speed that we're, we're going to be fine. It's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta stick it out, but like, it's just frustrating to see all the people try to jump on them when it's like, 
you know, I being part of it, I know that this is not this is uncommon for Bubba. He's not this is not normal Bubba. It's just him finally reaching a breaking point of I've had enough of this. You left Pit Road at practice on Friday and you passed four cars in the first five laps. And I'm not talking about going three wide. I'm talking about these cars are 10, 12 car lengths apart, gap like we normally are. And good cars. You Yes. <laughs> One of them was Denny Hamlin, yeah. who, oh, by the way, sat on the pole and had a chance to win the race yesterday. Like Your cars have been the fastest for Bubba Wallace that he's ever driven in his career, so the frustration's got to be high. But, man, you got you to gotta pick it up today and be a leader and, and put the team back together because you guys could still win a race before this playoff. Oh, easily. I mean, we have the speed. It's just putting it together. But like you said, it's putting it together. It's it's a lot of putting it together. It's 10, 12 pit stops, whatever it's going to be. And it's, you know, it's just not right right now. But hopefully we get it straightened out. Well, switching gears, according to Adam Stern, NASCAR is getting closer to announcing a street race in Chicago for next year and is willing to drop a current road course. Road America does not have a deal for 2023 yet, which is interesting. Spot on, spot off, TJ. You know, I don't want to add another another road course to schedule, I don't think, at this point, but replacing one, maybe. I've always kind of wanted to see a, a street course, but I don't know. Um, I was more thinking like a Long Beach or something like that, but who knows? Chicago could be a... I like Chicago. It's a great city. So, which, I don't know. Which road course would you drop? Uh, that's... I'm just, uh, I'm not, a, I haven't been a big fan of the Coda track, but. I don't see that. Uh, it's not, it's not a popular opinion by any means. I don't think in this sport, but I think the track to drop is road America. I know, I know Brad's one of Brett's favorite places to go. One of Brett's favorite racetracks, but. Especially July 4th weekend. Yeah, July 4th weekend. Um, but listen, um, the place is what, I don't know, what, 57 miles long or something like that. It feels like, um, as a from a spotter standpoint, we're all spotters. We that's the place we do the least amount of spotting. We spot what two we're corners. We're not going to do any more at a street course. Well, you don't know. You don't know what it's going to be laid out like. Well, you, you how have, are you going to see more know. corners than that? You're not going to see more than one or two corners. Well, you don't know. You, you can have stand no on top of the Sears Point Tower and you won't see any racing in Chicago. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you. For, I do two corners. That's the least amount of work I do. You have a caution flag at Road America. It takes three days to make a lap around that place. Um, I do agree with. You know, I listened to Dale last week, and and he talked a little bit about this, and that was one of the points he made about, you know, and it's true. We, we've about it on here before. If they have a caution flag at Road America, it's a 10, 15-minute caution flag at least. It's ridiculous. At least. Um, yeah. And that's too long. For, for TV, that's too long for anything. Um, and, and, and if we're going to go in the route of a street course, Dale brought up a great point of make it – you can make it – it's a street course. You can make it whatever the hell you want. It doesn't have to be a 25-turn road course. It can be a three-turn short track road course, you know, something that's not super technical that can be really exciting for the fans, and that's what I'm talking about. You can be in a position where you can see a majority of the racetrack if it's a shorter street course that provides more action than a track that's literally how long is Road America? Four miles, something like that, oh, over I four miles. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. If you're getting rid of a – I do not – by no means do I want to add an eighth road course to the schedule. Dear God, please don't let that happen. Uh, but I'd be okay with Road America going away. I'd be okay with Indianapolis Motor Speedway going away, even though it's probably one of the nicest facilities we go to. It's just not a place I think NASCAR really lends itself to. Um, but, yeah, I don't know where else you'd get rid of. I am on the fence with this. Uh, 
because I agree with everything you guys are saying, but, but as a traditionalist, there are two weekends in my mind that are important on the calendar, and it's where do we race July 4th? And it was always Daytona, and the story around that to me was special. And Labor Day weekend was always Darlington. We screwed up, and we moved Darlington to Fontana. And that ended up coming back to Darlington, right? So when I look at us moving that July 4th race, wherever it was going to land, to me, needed to be iconic. And it needed to be something that we're selling a story of. And when I go to Road America this weekend, and there's 100,000 plus fans there, we hear people and whining about attendance. I think well, it's like 200,000. You, you won't have an attendance problem this weekend. And, and I'm a huge fan of us racing in various parts of the country from a geographic perspective and and again, it goes back to me of to some of these racetracks that have two dates don't need them. Pull off. You guys say don't add another road course. Well, man, I would much rather go to another road course and I would go back and watch that Richmond race. Like that Richmond race was boring and it sucked. So I, I want to see if we're going to do it. Great. Man, Chicago is a massive market. Um, would you well, have it on July 4th weekend, though? I mean, there's more shootings in Chicago on a Saturday than any city in America. Is that where you want to support July 4th? Or I'm sorry, I don't. I mean, like I hate to be anti-Chicago because I like downtown Chicago. I like certain part where Gibson Steakhouse is at. I, I love that area. But man, when you get over there by where the White, so- White Sox play baseball, it's freaking dangerous. I used to live there. Um, or or how hot it is on July 4th, where Road America is much more there's trees. It's just a, it's more of an environment I, that's I, the, the weird thing about our sport, to July 4th. The weird thing about our sport is we'll have a racetrack close to a city and we don't get a lot of support from an attendance you know, standpoint. But if we build a racetrack in the middle of nowhere, like Watkins Glen, like Road America, um, man, people come by the droves and spend all weekend out there. So I'm not anti-road um, street course, but I, but, but, but I kind of am because if it's anything like any street course I've ever seen, you can't pass. It's going to be very difficult to pass, and that's what our sport's built around. So I'm on the fence. Um, I personally think if you're going to take a road course off, take the Roval off because it's already running to track the Scott and Oval, and that's where you should be now anyway. We, we literally created a Roval because the racing on the Oval sucked. Well, racing at Charlotte this past time was pretty dang good. So put it back on the Oval and figure out the calendar and, and add it that way. Why can't we put that cut through? You can. America. you can make these costs and shorter at all these racetracks. Like, you know, you go to the bottom of the hill there. and I, then, don't think you, I don't think that you can compromise the distance of the race. Can you, can you take the pace car and speed it up 40 miles an hour? That you could do. I, I mean, think you, you, I think you have to run. I think you have to run the full racetrack. You, you have to run the advertised distance. So you have to run the full racetrack. But you but can I mean, speed the pace car up. I, I get what so you're we'll saying. we'll get a text from Kip in a few hours. Kip, we want Kip with haul ass. <laughs> I don't, like, I... You're not running the full distance under green, though. Like, what's the difference if you're cutting off part of the yellow? You're still running the full distance of but the race. But there's no racing. It doesn't matter. You're running so advertised, you need distance. To, the advertised distance of the race. If you cut two miles off for five laps, that's, you know, you're, now you've got 10 yeah, miles I mean, less. You're cutting off. Yeah, you're knocking. You, I think you have to run the two yellows distance. to start almost 30 minutes worth of time. Speed pace car up. Do the same thing. I just cut the track off. You're not racing anyway. I mean, look, there's beautiful road courses all across this country. VIR in Danville, Virginia is freaking gorgeous. Like if we're going to have a, a floating road course, I'm not going to be against that, but I'm against getting a, a, a fan base excited. And what is exciting? It's, it's 150, 200,000 people coming out. Why would you not go back to where you're getting support? 
Because you're not getting that many people at very many tracks anywhere. Who? Um, How many uh, people I mean, are Sonoma? This, let me ask you this, because this is probably what the, the entire decision comes down to. Who owns uh, Road America? Like who? It's who, an independent. So. It's yeah, independent. independent track. So there's so, no SMI. So there's, there's no NASCAR involved. That's probably your answer. So I, I realize that. But at the end of the day, like I said, you got hundreds oh, of thousands of people. I don't disagree with you. Just I'm talking just on a racing standpoint. Like Financially, that's, that's one like of my, the business aspect of one it. One of yeah. my least favorite places to go. I mean, the area is beautiful. Everything's The fan base was amazing there last year. But I think the racing is good there. From a from a spotting perspective, I, I just. Spotting is definitely difficult there. But I like tracks that actually wear out. And that's one of the places that I think you that you can. You can have comers and goers by guys that know how to take care of their stuff, just like Sonoma. I think Sonoma's in the same ballpark there. You see guys that that fade pretty hard after 15 laps, 12, 15 laps, and you got guys that can move forward. So, And I think if you can get into a run like that, that Road America brings that same type to the table. It just sucks that you could put three Sonomas in that track. What if at road courses y'all spotted from that dangling the thing on the crane that was at the PGA golf event where they're eating food, but y'all are standing on the floating platform. I saw that. Somebody, I think Chasm tweeted that to us. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I don't like, I hate heights. Like, climbing That's why I had a buddy of mine, Chris Schrader, was with me this week, and he's like, I don't like heights. I'm going to the roof. I was like, be honest with you, I don't like heights either. But, like, you're standing on a roof. It's not like, like, I can can stand on the roof and look over the side all day long, but if you ask me to go up five rungs on a ladder, I'm going to be... Or one of, them, one of them scissor lifts. If you get way up there, one of them I think swaying a little. No, I don't yeah, want to be up I'm, there. I'm out. No. <laughs> Breaking news spotters are afraid of heights. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Door Bumper Clear fans, we want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com, Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com discounts every in-stock and pre-order item every day, so no need to wait for a sale. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest advertised die-cast prices, so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the industry. And fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season hats, apparel, diecasts, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can find products that aren't available anywhere else. Yeah, products like that exclusive Door Bumper Clear Justin Allgaier autograph diecast that sold out in less than two weeks. RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. Whenever you need new gear to show your support for your favorite driver, we want you to shop RacingUSA.com, where you're always somebody special. If anybody sees a big guy streaking down Talladega Boulevard and all the alarm is just Freddy. Brett Griffin is a clown. Just had to call and say, uh, somebody better call Denny a wambulance. Well, I never thought that my Kyle Larson would be on my bad side. Cars held together with duct tape and hope. Reaction feeder starts now. Five minutes into the NBC broadcast, and I can already tell that this is going to be a better half of the year. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't have to look at those ugly, trash-ass, god-awful caricatures of the drivers. It is absolutely 
hideous, and I'm so glad NBC is not doing that. Who likes those characters? I mean, who decided that deal? Like, but we're riding it. I mean, we're on like year three of those things. Yeah, we're still the NFL does it, and it's like. It doesn't really matter for them. They can do whatever they want, but it's yeah. like, we well, don't have to do the same thing. This is ridiculous. NBC was a more overall professional broadcast, I felt, and it educated the fans on the what was happening more so than I have felt like I uh, would be watching Fox. Instead of all these suspensions for a tire coming off the car, why not just park the car for the race? Tire comes off, you're done. I bet that would sting more than losing a crew chief that can still be a crew chief. That's not at the track. You know what I mean? Uh, I wouldn't say he's not at the track. Yeah, he's he's probably still there somewhere. Um, well, essentially, if your wheel falls off, it's very rare anybody really ever comes back from that anyway. So you're going to have a bad day, but there needs to be a penalty moving forward. I still think that a points penalty is uh, – a escalating point penalty is the only way to, to really yeah. make this hurt. I think you parked the car. Park the car. I mean, you're already. You're, I mean, if you lose a wheel, you're probably wrecked, or you probably damaged something, and you're probably going to run in the last ten spots of the race anyway. So it's essentially parked itself, and then you have no penalty going forward. No, that's not going to work. And there sponsors needs to, will piss because they're yeah, not yeah, on you, track. And, so you need to have a a escalating penalty every time this happens. Well, I guess if your name's Chase Elliott, you get to uh, just ride around with wrecked cars on the track, going 25 miles an hour. I'm sure TJ loved to see that one. Yeah, anybody else, there would have been a caution immediately, but not with Chase. Not surprised, NASCAR, you uh, make another goof mistake. I was waiting for that. Do you think if the 18 was leading, they'd throw yellow right there? I don't know. (laughs) He doesn't want to answer it. (laughs) Okay, TJ. I I, I don't know. It's midnight. It's late. I'm sure networks jumping up and down. Like I, I just think there's a lot of variables that the committee had to discuss <laughs> as as TJ was sliding and wrecking. Oh boy, I was creeping around. You know, at this there was there there were some moments when the car. I was literally, I was worried about it going back like to the track, like in because it was making some weird like he was he was in the grass at one point down a backstretch. It looked like. <laughs> Like, well, that's because I'm like the field's coming. Make sure you get really low here. And the thing I'm telling you, the thing would go like eight feet to the left. Like that's because he was trying to spin out, TJ. Oh no, <laughs> no, I don't think that's <laughs> happening there. Um, it was pretty rough. The sanctioning body has been an absolute joke. Now between the 17 losing a wheel, the wheel crossing the start finish line right under the flag stand. The caution not coming out. 20 seconds after he lost the will to the daggone six, knocking the wall down and parking on the middle of the backstretch. I, I, he drove by. I saw the 17 getting the fence off of four and he drove by and I was like, oh, he, he, doesn't, have a wheel. he doesn't have a right rear wheel. Like, <laughs> wonder where it's at. I said, I want the tires. You saw the I sparks. Said, you said, saw the sparks. You're I like, said, oh, there's no wheel. I said, Bubba, there's got to be a tire on the racetrack somewhere. I don't know where it's at because it was up. Yeah. Against, it was up against the wall in the front stretch, and it might. It was probably hard for the flagman to see it at that point. But we have 47 cameras. We have damn corner spotters everywhere. Like somebody should have seen this damn tire running damn 200 miles an hour down the front straightaway. They have every camera angle in the NASCAR <laughs> control tower, and there was a replay of the tire. Rolling down yeah. the racetrack on the front stretch, so it definitely was visible via a camera. Wasn't completely missed. John Hunter, you're a. <laughs> have you afraid of DBC? 
You were supposed to bring the glasses so Freddy Kraft can see. <laughs> what other promises have you broke? I would hate to wager. You know that you're a if you're afraid of TJ Majors. Jesus. I don't think he's afraid of me. He's afraid of Freddy. Uh, that guy sounds like a folklore poet. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know what? It came back to bite him because we talk about, you know, uh, Good come on DBC come. and you win. He was in position to win uh, Knoxville that yeah. weekend, and he and he, he didn't. So that was a direct result of not showing up here. So it's unfortunate for him, but yeah, who was missed that? opportunity. Who was that guy, Jason? We don't say names. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the guy can go screw himself, too. So, <laughs> Why? He said he was afraid of you. On that note, to leave an audio message 24-7, you can go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones on the show each week. What's up, Dirty Mo Media fans? This is IndyCar driver Connor Daly. And comedian Joey Molinaro. And we're Speed Street, Dirty Mo Media's newest podcast. We dive into the latest happenings in IndyCar, NASCAR, and F1 every week, as well as life on and off the track. Speed Street is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SpeedStreetPod. Offer pad question of the week. Does your family decorate your home for holidays like the 4th of July? Ready? Uh, no, no, the only Megan put some stuff out. I don't know what the hell she's got going on. There's usually some fall stuff around the house when fall rolls around, maybe Thanksgiving time. Uh, she'll put some stuff out Christmas, but there's no, uh, there's no 4th of July decorations in my house. I mean, not that I don't want them. That's her, that's her department. Freddie hates America. Yeah, I, hate, <laughs> I hate America. <laughs> um, uh, Jesus, that, that could be a whole nother discussion this week, but, uh, yeah, no, there's no, she's in charge of the decorations and she does whatever the hell she wants and I'm good with it. I have a funny decoration story. So there's a, uh, our mantle, Megan bought these giant letters and it's a F and an M. And every time Brett comes to my house, he takes the little N sign down and, and moves the M to the other side of the F. So my, and then it takes Megan two days to realize <laughs> that my mantle says MF. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Solid work. I am a, a huge July 4th fan. I grew up Myrtle Beach, Ocean Lakes, doing all the things. Cut off um, shorts, sleeveless tops. Absolutely. Um, so we decorate our house. We decorate our golf cart. We even decorate our dogs. You put there's lights a, on your golf cart? There is a July 4th dog parade in my neighborhood this year. Are you serious? Um, it's on July 3rd, which is idiotic. <laughs> but nonetheless, yes, we'll take some pictures. And I will say this about your dogs. <laughs> Be very conscious of how hot it is outside. If you're walking your dog on the freaking asphalt or sidewalk, realize that their feet may be burning and get them in the grass because I saw an idiot on Twitter with his German shepherd literally dancing because I his saw him on feet were so freaking hot. People are so stupid. Um, I don't know why some of these people are allowed to reproduce. But anyway, yes, we decorate everything for July 4th. <laughs> it's an amazing holiday, and I can't wait. So. I don't think they reproduce dogs. I'm just guessing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I guess anything. Everything's possible, but. DJ. Uh, Christmas, Easter a little bit, fall maybe. Nothing more substantial. I have an American flag outside my house all the time. So I always think that's a good 
gesture. We do have it. We have a mission flown American flag for Megan's cousin. That's uh, I don't know where I found, I'm allowed to say where he's at, but we, he sent us a mission flown flag. So we have that in our house all the time. But so I, I'm back to loving America. Okay, good. Jason, are you having a? We had a. We had. We, do we have a mission? Where's our flag? Oh, it's yeah. over there. Oh, it's is it over displayed there? On displayed the, on the case? Yeah. I forget who gave that to us, but I remember that. That was in, uh, actually, that was in Nashville last year. I think I got that. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. Are you having a 4th of July America party? Beach. You going Which to the beach? beach? Going to? Jason was uh, in Wilmington. Nice. Oh, did Jason you go to Suck Bang Blow while you were at Myrtle's Inlet last week? What? Oh, what's that? <laughs> you never been to Suck Bang Blow? What? You were in Merle's Inlet, right? I've never heard of Let me ask you a question. (laughs) What about Jason tells you that he has ever been to Suck Bang Blow? Is that a name of a place? Yes, it's a bar. Uh, Jason, now now you got to at least know what the hell is. Okay, well, tell me where you you went, Merle's Inlet, because I don't want to go there. Uh, We just went to dinner. And then Do you uh, like the little walk by the creek? He watched DBC. Yeah, DBC was on at a bar outside in Merle's Inlet. I was like, wow. I saw if you ever got a camera on yourself, you could have like pointed yourself out to everybody. I know. I was waiting. It was like, I don't think I'm going to be on camera, but like, you know, this is my show. <laughs> oh, that, hey, you guys, were on camera me. last week. You could have you? just done a selfie. And- <laughs> I was trying to show off and then like, it never Wasn't that on. a game? Suck bang blood? Yeah. That would been a fun game if it was. <laughs> I don't, I, I want to play. I'm not sure what the rules would be there, sure? but I'm not sure I want to know. <laughs> I don't want to play with you two idiots, but I do want to play. <laughs> well. Every time... It's a Billy O that went there all the time, right? I think it was. It's <laughs> big during bike week. Yeah, it's um, a, but it's still a cool bar anytime. <laughs> you would fit right in, Jason. No, you would not. <laughs> I've got a tattoo now. I'm edgy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, look at my tattoo on my white claw, guys. <laughs> Ciao, my. Hey. Now, you can't listen. I've got photographic <laughs> evidence. You can't talk shit about no seltzers anymore. I drink everything. That's true. I don't care. We got downstairs that night, and there was just a smorgasbord of, of anything you could think of to drink. People were dropping off bottles of flavored vodka. I don't know what the hell we drank that night, but yeah, I seen Brett drinking a truly, and I just had to take a picture for Jason. We need some more um, bourbon. Bourbon. We haven't. We had don't any. need. I promise you, we don't we need any, any more bourbon. We haven't had any good. <laughs> we'd like. Hey, try we'd this. like some more bourbon. Yeah. We, we do not need any more bourbon. <laughs> the the stuff that I've taken home that people have sent, like yeah, it's actually kind of fun. We put that bucket of fireball that Nicely's uh, Race League sent me last week. That we put that to good use. How at, do you, the, how at the beach? How can someone say you don't like fireball? You don't like it? Yeah, I mean, it, listen, I'm getting to the point where I don't like it. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm gonna have to. I gotta put. A, I gotta put a statement out here for DBC fans. When I run into you a bar, if you want to buy me a shot, please, not not Fireball, because <laughs> like, that's all it shows up every time. Now we're I forget you can just anything. Keep fireball come for me. I'm fine. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know yeah. what to get, but my you don't goodness, discriminate. my sister, Jesus, destroys Fireball. Like I, she's a Fireball addict now. I uh, I came home last night and I said I was going to take a shot out of a shot glass, and there was no fireball to be had. So I had to. And pour I just f- gave you like I had to ten pour, mini bottles. Yeah, she drank them all. I had to pour <laughs> Holy freaking cow. tequila. Yeah, but I was gone for five or six days. Right. She goes out of the garage. She starts working, and and she hits her a fireball. Fireball is oh. the key to those. We hung out last night. <laughs> Moments. Oh, I'm telling you, What'd last you time, last night? I last time I had about this story after the show. I can't wait. Last time I had four. I think it was four. I don't. It was four or five, and it was all Regan Smith's fault. I don't want to name names, but um, Regan Smith. Let me put this out there <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know. Regan Smith is. I'm sorry, Jason is the biggest. 
on the planet <laughs> because what Regan Smith does, and it's genius move, and I wish I had thought about it, but what Regan does is he does not, we don't, you don't do a shot with Regan. He, when he's like, all right, guys, I'm going to take off. I'll see you later. And then he, before, as he cashes out his tab, he goes and says, bring them guys 10 shots of something. And mm, the good, shots show yeah. up and he's already gone. And you're like, what? Yeah. That son of a bitch, he did it again. Like, so. That's not what he did to me that night. That, that night, yeah, he just yeah, probably hammered down yeah, on Yeah, ended up on a piano. The That's, first time I ever had Fireball, we were at STK in Las Vegas. And we were in one of those back rooms, and Wait, there was about, this is a different story. Was, <laughs> Are you getting a few stories mixed up? <laughs> there was about fifteen of us around this table, and two bottles of Fireball showed up. Oh, bottles! I'm talking about big bottles. And I was like, "What is that?" Because I'd never heard of Fireball at the time. And we proceeded to pass the bottles around the table until they were empty. And I was like, "This is awful! Like this, we're we're going to we're going to die." We <laughs> eat an amazing dinner. We get finished, and guess what shows up? Two more bottles of Fireball. Heck yeah. I threw up for two days. I oh. was sick as a dog for two days. I didn't leave my room in Vegas for two we, days. But after that, I'm immune to it. I'm good. We celebrated a Cinco de Mayo with a certain well, this driver, driver. Believe it or not, the driver that we celebrated with was, Denny the same one. was the same one I was with in Vegas when I got introduced to it. Jesus. Yeah. Austin and Denny were like, Fireball, Fireball. <laughs> it's rough on you if Bob you have it. too much. So if Denny ever comes on DBC, we can get a bottle of Fireball and pass 100%. it around. He's, He's coming on DBC. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. We got to get him signed up. Deal work great, on it, man. Future Hall of Fame. That's right? I am. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and just block off that Thursday for I a trip. I want to put him <laughs> right beside a TJ. That's what I want to do. No, oh, he'll Dan. be right next to TJ. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. could share a stool if they want. He'll share a headset even. <laughs> uh, wow. Neither, both of our heads are too big for that. So <laughs> Dennis can sit right next to me. Denny. Dennis. You see his new commercial, Danny? He's like, no. uh, I, I don't know. He's bust. Like, I forget what the hell the commercial's even for, but he's, he's, you call him up to fix your electronics and he just throws them out the window and beats them all to hell. Something. I don't even know what he does. I think I drew the line of the commercials when he was washing a car with no shirt on. So remember that? Nice PJs, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I, I told you whenever we bought our first late model trailer, he met, he, we bought it. From um, might have been his his place, uh, his family's place up there, and he comes out to meet me, and he's got his work shirt on, and it says Dennis, and I'm like Dennis, and he's like, yeah, and he just turned his head, and I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, old school story. Oh yeah. Well, it's time for us to get to our favorite Xfinity X5 more than fast moments from the week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. So what were your favorite more than fast moments this week? Starting with Brett. My Xfinity X5 more than fast moment goes to Bubba Wallace because I've never seen anybody stop faster than he stopped when he was told <laughs> to stop. He stopped so fast he got hit in the ass by old Tyler Reddick. So congratulations on, I guess, being fast at stopping. Freddie. Uh, I'll give my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment to one of my buddies, old Ryan Priest. Uh, jumps back in the truck randomly for, I don't know, the second or third time this year. Goes out and wins a race. I think he's got two wins and eight starts now. Um, you know, he this is what he does. He gets in good stuff and runs good in it. Uh, I think he's doing a better job promoting himself this year, running well in all these Xfinity and truck races versus running mid to back of the pack in the cup race in the 47 car 37 whatever when he was driving um but yeah i think he's having a, a this is a, a maybe a career changing year for him tj 
Yeah, I'll go uh, my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment. I'm going to give it to Justin Allgaier. He was uh, just dominating on Saturday. And typical Justin at a concrete track like Doverish dominated. Um, kind of maybe made up for Dover a little bit, which I'm still a little salty at. We'll never make up for none of that. That's true. That's but, a great point, man. Like I, when you look at JRM right now, I think they – They've got the best cars in the Xfinity Series. Their cars are turning unbelievably well yeah, through the corner. I agree. Obviously winning a lot of races. I personally thought when Dave Ellens left to go cup racing with Eric Jones, it would be a huge get for Eric Jones and a huge loss for for uh, all of our JR. friends down, to, down the street at Junior Motorsports. And to be quite honest with you, bringing in Luke Lambert was obviously a brilliant move. Um, they're better than they were. They're better than they've been recently. I mean, they've obviously got some championships, a lot of wins to their credit, but I think they're right back – top team um and that's saying a lot against joe gibbs racing who has a lot of resources dave's also continued su- success in my opinion with eric over there too though so then, oh you know. for sure no i'm i'm, I'm not saying i, I just yeah. thought when Dave walked out the door they would slip a little bit and yeah. they actually haven't they've actually gone up i think they started off the year you know good but now they're in you know i think the 54 had a little more speed or he was they were more Equal at the beginning of the year, but now I feel like they're the best cars. They've gotten better and better. So, um, yeah, they've done a good job. Yeah. I mean, it was cool to see, you know, Josh Perry get wins, right, coming up. I mean, because he's a true short track guy that's made it. He's not a guy that's – He's a grassroots guy. A he's true not a guy that walked guy. in with a big pocketbook. You know no. what I mean? Like, he, he's a guy that's made it. But, um, I mean, Sam Mayer, he's, he's fast. I mean, he freaking almost wrecked Ty Gibbs again this week. If he would stop speeding on pit road every week. He's every week. Like and, and, and multiple times a week, sometimes. I, like at some point, how do you not look at yourself and be like, "That was really dumb of me to throw all that track position away," or maybe he just likes passing everybody? I don't know. I he don't know so why fast. you get so greedy. We talked about greed a minute ago. Like, why are you so greedy on pit road that you're willing to screw yourself over? There's a choose cone. You're gonna choose the lane you want and go back to work, unless you want to pass everybody again. Like, there's been races where he's, he's had multiple, multiple penalties in one race. Like. Chill out, man. I don't even. I wouldn't even put his lights. I'd, I'd be changing his numbers and or lights in the car yeah, to, to match. Him, like, yeah. yeah, okay, you're, you're all you're, you're, you're three all over. green here, and that's like four mile an hour under because he's probably going to still speed. Yeah. You know, so the and like you said, we saw the latest installment of Sam Mayer and Ty Gibbs again this week, and I thought Ty got out of the car and handled it much better. Well, he tried to handle it on the racetrack, but missed. He missed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. He but, tried to right hook him. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. But I thought when he got out of the car, he took the right, the high road of, listen, you know, they kind of baited him into, you know, oh, I, the one got in you again. He's like, well, what can I say? Uh, you know, I did the same thing to the 39. So, you know, that's, that's, that's maturing for Ty because well, that is actually correct. You know, yeah. Huh? You know, but like, there's a, it's very easy to go, ah, oh, it's ridiculous. I'm going to get his ass again next time, whatever. But, you know, uh, like, I like Ty. I Sam think, I think Ty is a, a really talented race car driver. And I think I like that little fiery attitude. It's just, yeah. He has that moments of immaturity in the, on the radio or on the he's racetrack young. where, where you're like, damn it, I wish he didn't do that. But, uh, I, I ran into them guys, uh, Saturday night a little bit, him in Austin, and I uh, was busting their chops about, getting run over by Sam again. Is that why but, your lipstick's on tight? No. <laughs> yeah. More lipstick. So uh, one one thing I noticed too is Sam was a little nicer though because when he hit Ty, he actually hit him again and straightened him back out. Yeah. <laughs> which was, Ty was wrecking. And yeah. then <laughs> Sam hits him again. They hit again. Nice. He straights him back. Straightened him. I mean, it was kind of cool that those guys, I mean, hell of a job driving it. You know, wrecking and then getting hit again and saving it. So very exciting to watch those guys race though. 
here on Door Bumper Clear being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with a faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Speaking of Ty, have you guys heard any rumors about will he be in the Cup Series? I would say or? he's going to be Xfinity again next year. I would think. I don't. There's nowhere to go unless they get rid of Bell <laughs> or Kyle. <laughs> well, but Kyle's, Kyle's not leaving. But yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, there has to be a legit spot for him to go. Yeah, I mean the only the only I think your only options are if there's enough money to bring a third team to twenty three eleven or or Kyle leaves. I, I don't see them getting rid of Bell now for Ty I think Ty he's Gibbs. already set. I thought I heard he was already set. A maybe. driver is going to have to quit or leave for this to probably happen. That's. I mean, obviously, that's... Yeah. The press release from Joe Gibbs Racing regarding Martin Truex's return to Joe Gibbs Racing Martin? was freaking epic. Martin? He said... Remember that? I'm coming back. Like, that is the best press release ever written. That's literally all they said. I'm coming back. I mean, that's I all th- he needed to say. I, I thought Dale, Dale was talking about that on there. I've listened to the live show coming home last night, and Dale's like, he said, that's the most Martin press release ever. He's <laughs> like, 100%. because he's like, you text Martin all the time, and you get one-word answers. He's like, if you ask him a question, you get a one-word response. He's like, yeah. so nothing surprised me about I'm coming back is the, is the press release. When you pass Martin in the airport, he'll look up. What's up? Gone. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You text Martin. You literally, if you text Martin, hey, uh, you know, we, during the pandemic, we would run on iRacing with him and stuff quite a bit. <laughs> Martin, you want to race tonight? Yeah. <laughs> just, it's just, that's Martin. I'm glad for him to come back, though. What an idiot, man. All right, time for what an idiot, and I have a feeling there are quite a few candidates. Casey, you want to start us? <laughs> yeah, this week? I mean, you've done signed yourself up for this one. Me? I'm, I mean, you, had, you said you had an idiot this I, week. I did, actually. Uh, whoever decides to steal our golf cart and get drunk and take it for a joyride, you left but some Miller me, Lights let, in the. Let uh, me ask seat. you a question. Sorry about that. Who. <laughs> damn it, Jason. If it was a white claw, you'd be number one suspect. Um. Who is the idiot here? Because something tells me they didn't hotwire your golf cart. Well, it, well, first off, the keys are universal, so you can use like any key. Or as I've learned, you can literally just push it out of neutral. Um, but it was not me personally driving the cart. It was not my cart personally. It was another team member that I'm not going to call out. Because um, I think it's genius to steal a golf cart. Especially around there. like I mean, I have had multiple golf carts stolen, specifically always in Kansas. And I once found it, or multiple <laughs> times found it in the campgrounds with beer. <laughs> so somebody had a damn good time. Yeah, yeah. Damn right. Why wouldn't you steal it? Yes. You know how to fix this. It's 100 degrees. Hell, we'll walk. You know how to fix this, right? Uh, thank you, because I had to get to the track really early on Sunday and go look for it. You know how to fix this, right? Just what? leave the key in it and put an air tag in it. <laughs> they actually come with locks. Do you do you ever see those when you rent your golf cart? Again, I was not driving the cart. It was not my cart. An ounce of prevention is better than a pound of and cure. And when I've had my <laughs> cart stolen, they've used, like, the locks were 
chopped off. So whatever Bubba said, like, don't talk to me there. Anyways, if you cut a lock off a golf cart, you're trying way too hard, especially just to joy ride around. That's, a, that's yeah. a guy that's wearing a 4X t shirt. You think we're getting stuff stolen now? You just wait till we go to Chicago Street Race. <laughs> oh, whether well, you got our, TJ, other, uh, one of the Sh- candidates. Chicago makes uh, Oakland look like a freaking. Oh, God. Don't compare it to that. <laughs> that's bad. Um, I, I've got a good little list here. Oh, that's good. I yeah, have that please share. A, I couldn't think of it. There's any. a list. I know here. You, uh, the 22 may come up on your list. I feel like which one? The truck. <laughs> he's always he, he's permanently on my well, it's list. It's a different guy now. I, mean. I know. Well, so the 22 would be on my list. I'll just start with him. He's an idiot because he drove through us on the near the end of the race on the front stretch and didn't even like try to pass. Just drove straight through us. Haley's actually. Having a good race, probably going to finish right around top 10 and just wrecks us straight up. Um, Who's driving this thing? This week it was uh, Max, Max Gutierrez. Yeah, and then after. The, yeah, well, Gutierrez. the problem with this, you just destroyed a few trucks or whatever, or at least one, the one, and you get out, oh, yeah, and everyone's like, hey, good job, man, great race. I mean, you just, okay. So would it, that, there was when no. When he turned you, we had a bit, we had this big run on the top of the restart, and we we're hauling ass to the top, yeah, and he, I'm like, oh, keep going. Oh, yeah, we we barely got like three rows of cars, and then there's a car parked in front of us. So, like, but that's total truck racing right there. I mean, there. But then to say there's no, hey, I'm sorry, I just misjudged a little bit. It's like, whoa, you lifted. Okay, now you're an idiot. Um, (laughs) but I got to give a some credit to the the to the owner, I guess Austin. Um, two weeks in a row, that truck has run. It was leading Knoxville and questioned him. I wasn't there and it was quite got jumped to the restart and got a penalty. Um, and it was fast. It was fast. I mean, Max was doing a great job. He was making pass. He was making tough passes. Um, and most time, you know how aero sensitive that track is. He was making tough passes like and he's doing well with it. So um, good to see them, you know, it running good and, you know, Austin putting somebody in there. And I saw Austin. I think he had a kid, didn't he? He had a kid, and then he won a, a modified race somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I he won like a dirt modified or IMCA modified or whatever they are. So, um, my other idiot um, down the list here, the 91 truck. We are, Who drives that? That's Colby Howard. Yes. So, we are running 16th, and the 61 and the 91 are behind us about six, seven car lengths. We're coming to the green checker at the end of the stage one. <laughs> The 91 barrels it off into three, trying to slide job the guy for 17th place and wrecks himself. That is not very smart. Um, that would be my Xfinity X5 slow moment of the race. Um, yeah, that's an idiot. Um, Freddie. Freddie's an idiot? Your truck team. <laughs> Freddie. What I, I you didn't, know this. didn't they have uh, a <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh were you gonna not gonna make weight or something? You uh, uh, I guess they really were worried about it. What happened? I heard they had some improperly mounted uh ballast. It wasn't really mounted to anything. I cannot confirm or deny any of that. Well, you not the first time. I think it's you because this is <laughs> the this first is, time. This is maybe the second time the same exact penalties happened yes. to one of my teams. Fred the last time one of Freddie's teams got caught with Improperly mounted weight. Where was it? Remember? 
I don't, I don't remember where it was. Where was no, it? No, I'm just saying, where was the weight? Oh. I assume in a frame rail. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no, it was in a driver helmet. <laughs> Did they do that again? It's not the same team. Huh. I don't know what I think it's Freddy. How do you, you think you're going to hide weight in a driver helmet? That is pretty dumb. Uh, man, how many I'm, you got? I mean, I'll you really don't have one. any. If, we, if, I, if I go to the next one, it might not go good. So we're you're, just going to catch Is it me because you no. of our conversation? Okay. Casey, you're just too pretty to be what an Thank idiot. Thank you. Brett. Your, your idiots were exclusive to the truck series. I'll skip ahead yeah. quickly to the Xfinity series. <laughs> Riley Herbst, under the first pit stop, drove in on the door of the 18 car and absolutely cleaned out one of the Joe Gibbs Racing pit Oh, guys. I saw that. I and literally, I mean, once again, we speak about awareness. Like, I was watching this happen live, and I'm thinking to myself – He's going to hit the crew guy because the crew guy is obviously trying to run around the front of the 18 car. Oh, you can't be on him tight. Riley is on his door as if they're freaking – he's side-drafting him at Daytona. I was like, this guy's going to get smoked, and he got smoked. But I'll fast forward, and I was (laughs) – my my crew chief is co – what an idiot. Freddie's crew chief, Booty, is full-blown what an idiot because crew chiefs – cannot tell drivers what to do when they cannot see the car and do not know the context of which you're racing. When when Bubba left pit road, allegedly with a loose wheel, and Booty hollered, stop, Bubba stopped, and now you end up with two problems. You got a loose wheel and a wrecked race car. Well, you got an idiot that said stop, and an idiot did stop. And <laughs> you completely totaled, not total, but you definitely screwed up Tyler Reddick's nose. So I just ask that all you crew chiefs, don't tell the driver what to do if you can't see him. I fall, I'm all for you helping us out. But like, Damn. if you don't see what's going on, you can't start barking out orders. And Tyler can barely <laughs> see over the wheel. I text you on the <laughs> <laughs> Typical Tyler Derrick's like he was trying to blame it on himself. He was like, I know. He's like, guy. oh, he's like, oh, I looked down to adjust my brake back to where I had him, and I, you know, I never saw him. And it's like, it's not your fault. The guy stopped in front of you. Like, yeah. so when we were on pit road, we did the same thing. We had left, and we went about seven or eight pit boxes, and Trent screamed, "Stop!" And I'm like. Oh, no, don't stop because the drivers oh, are so looking bad. down at their lights. They're yeah. looking at their mirrors. They're looking at guys pulling out of pit boxes. There's a lot of things going on. The last thing they expect to see is a car parked in the middle of pit road when everybody else is running 45 miles an hour. So I, I know crew chiefs are awesome, very smart guys and want to help, but you can't just holler, stop. You know, uh, real quick story on this. You remember Daytona, probably my first or second year of spotting. I think Elliot was leading one of the duels or something and Sterling was running second. Well, there was a wreck and we were coming down the front stretch and Elliot must saw some debris or something and started slowing down. Well, Sterling was, wasn't, he was looking at his gauges or whatever. Cause that's, that's what he told me after he, and he ran into Elliot. Remember that? Yeah. And you know, but Elliot saw something and just started checking up and which, yeah, you're going to, if you see something, you're going to slow down. But like if the guy behind you is just not looking right at when you start doing that, that's what happens. So, and I'm pretty sure we wrecked you down to the I inside. didn't look down at my my device to no lap times yesterday. I'm telling you, I didn't <sighs> look down five times. But one of the times I looked down, I'm trying to figure out, all right, where do we need to be running? We're on the back stretch. Like, shouldn't be nothing going on. The freaking 77 grenades. And I look back up and I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, where's he at? Justin is coming wide ass open into three. Everybody else has already seen the smoke. And I'm like, check up. Like it just, when you yeah. take your eyes off that <clears throat> racetrack as a driver or a spotter, bam, something happens and you're in trouble. I saw it right when it happened. We were on it. We were going into three right behind. I'm just like, run up, run up, run up. And look, I mean, they all did. They, they, yeah. but yeah. it's still, when you see it, you're like, if you're not looking at it, when you're it, startled, it's, it's when you're sick. not looking at it and then you look back up and you see it, you're like, ooh, ooh. yeah. Who's your one idiot, Freddie? You got any? Nah. 
It's going to take this week <laughs> uh, off. Well, obviously, I think you have to always – we can beat this horse to death on here. Uh, the late start times in the summertime uh, is just going to put us in the same position we had yesterday multiple times. Luckily, that place has lights, so we could stay till midnight to finish the race. Um uh, the JGR pitch strategy there, kind of any of them guys, but namely the first three or four guys that, you know, pit and didn't get back to the front with the best three cars on the racetrack most of the night. Um, and then maybe me for trying to drive my car back to the Moxie on Saturday night. I literally was a point one mile from my hotel. How long do you think it took me to get to my hotel? 28 minutes. It was about 26. <clears throat> like I can see my hotel and I did not move for 26 minutes because I was I booked too close to Broadway like we're you can walk home from any bar on Broadway crawl probably to the moxie but you do not want to drive there ever apparently but that town was crazy this weekend oh it was nuts hands down crazy crazy I do wish the racetrack like obviously Nashville Nashville had gay pride going on downtown I really wish the racetrack would have embraced that and did something with it like because because we obviously see more corporations more sports doing things like that like I, I would have loved to seen the track figure out a way to to make that fun for for our fans that were there for the race because there were a lot of people in town for the race man they were it looks like there's as many cars in the parking lot as there are people when you look off the roof sometimes but that place was packed yesterday dude you could hear them like you could hear the crowd whenever at certain moments like when they felt like when they refired the motors even when after that delay you could you could hear them yeah when chase cool. took the lead off four they went crazy thought they're going to tear the grandstands down Sound like old Dale back in speaking the day. of uh Good races at the end. Did you uh, did you watch the outlaw race Saturday night? Whoo, hundred thousand dollar pass, boy! I seen Ricky yesterday. Last lap. I seen Ricky. I was like, well, that was a hell of a corner, huh? Like, he's, dude, you, you do see, you probably didn't who see won it. Ricky's car, Sheldon Hodgson. Dude, he oh, came cool. from not even in the picture in like three laps. Blew around the outside of all these. He's guys. literally not even in the picture. In the, taking the white going into one, you don't see him. There's two cars racing each other on the bottom, and by the time they leave turn two, he's leading. Wow. Like just shipped it to the top and. Hundred thousand dollar pass, though, and that's—I mean—that's Sheldon. If you know anything about dirt racing, that's—he's—he's kind of wrecker or checker, and he's fast, man. I think he's probably probably the closest to. He's probably second in points if I had to guess. And that's awesome. Trucks but, are off this week. Trucks yep. are off. Xfinity uh, Cup in Road America. Yep. July Fourth weekend. Uh, SRX has a bunch of race cars to repair to get ready for their third race. That's of what the year. I don't think a lot of people realize. You know, the people are like, "Oh, I seen some comments like, what do you expect? Your short track racing? You know, you're gonna see? Yeah, but they got a." They one team essentially gets fifteen cars ready yep. for next week. You know, it's yeah. not like they all go to their in, in individual shops and fix these things. No, Ryan and, McKinney and, and his guys at Fury yeah. Racing, like they're going to be they're doing this all on the road. They're, I don't. Do they? I doubt they come I back guess they here. Can't come home, right. but you know they tore up so many. They might have to. Yeah, here it you is. See that? But no, yeah. watch this. Look at the gate. Oh, oh, the gate flew open. <laughs> is that Houston's? I think so. It, it oh looks like my it. god. TJ's got a video up of World about, Outlaws. How about if that's if that is from this weekend, Houston Speedway is where they ran. That's I don't know what they called it, but it was a hundred thousand dollar race. That looked to me like it was gravel in the Houston car. It was gravel. <laughs> Houston's yeah. car that <laughs> the people that own the track own, the, own yeah, that he, car. Yeah, he does run that paint team. And then he hit the gate. So <laughs> that's interesting. Oh well, I think it should be a great weekend at Road America. What can fans expect? How about we talk about the fact that you're getting ready to buy us all dinner this year? I mean, That's why uh, I wanted to kick, skip <laughs> over DBC picks. I suppose we will not skip DBC picks. TJ, congratulations. You won this week with Kurt Busch. Brett still leads in the standings with five wins. 
Jason and Freddie are second with four, TJ third with three, and I'm last, which I don't know why. I clearly jinx every driver I select. Let's make picks for Road America. Jason, you are first. AJ Almendinger. Dinger. <laughs> but you um, won't make fun of him? Yes, I just I made fun of him. I will take McDowell. Freddie. Wow. I don't have anybody left. I'll take Austin Sendrick. Right. I don't know. Y'all just keep taking all my drivers. That's literally the only three guys I was looking at. And all three of them are gone. Um, why not go with the guy who won the last oh, road course jerk. that we did? <laughs> A guy who was faced with pressure. Pressure was knocking on the door and he won it. He opened the door. I'm going to take Daniel Suarez. PJ? More, I wear a big ass sombrero if he wins next week. And I think he tries too hard this race and gets caught up in a little something. So I'm going to go with. You were going to pick him if I did. No, don't try to make me feel bad now. Shut up! It's in the past. <laughs> um, <laughs> about old. <laughs> I am going to go with the guy that dogged them the whole race at the end. There, I'm going to go with Chris Busher. Speaking of dog, oh, who's got a pick? Oh, you guys last pick? Yeah. Speaking of dogs, did you see old Jeb dog? Well, how, 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 what do you say? Wreck the dog. dog. Got a Sheldon Creed this week. Uh, he did. <laughs> Jason's list of curse words to cut out was pretty uh, sorry, long Jason. this week. Why is that? I had a little rant. Why? This week, so. like, so, did, did anybody make a shirt of that? I don't know. I know some people that could. Yeah, I mean, why? <laughs> I will wreck the dog food out of you. Dog food. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think Road America is going to be fun. You got a lot of guys that have to win, and you still got a lot of guys that need points. Um, there's there's several wild card races left before we get to the cutoff in Daytona, and we all know Daytona's a freaking wild card. So I expect uh, pressure to be high on a lot of guys this week. Twelve winners. It's a lot. That is, we a could lot. see fourteen easily, easily, easily fourteen. Well, I mean, easily. You got two road, uh, two plate races essentially coming up. That's fourteen right there. And you got Bubba, who's fast. I mean, you could see Fatal. I don't think Truex, see fifteen. Blaney, Truex hadn't won yet. Wow. He's been close, though, this race. He was yeah. Bell. Bell's been fast. Well, Bell had a chance yesterday to win until B.J. McLeod screwed him on pit road, and then that was over. They, we sat through this whole rain delay that takes forever, and then they opened pit road with a quickie yellow. Quickie. So that all the freaking cars can pit at the same freaking time, and it creates havoc on pit road. Bell gets caught up in it. And then we still run three or four more laps after that before we get one to go. So was it avoidable? No, because it was a quickie yellow. But anyway. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who came up and said hi at the track this weekend. I am off to Port City for another million degree race. Do something nice for your team this week. They won. Yeah. Brett, you can do something do nice for my something. team if you'd like. Thank you do to our nice amazing presenters, <laughs> presenting sponsor, <laughs> Offerpad. Mm. Don't forget the TV show airs at 7 p.m. Eastern on MAB TV. Um, followed by the full version on Mav TV it's Plus. Hard. Hard That's not Thursday. Thursday. Can't do that when he's never home. <laughs> no comment. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Dirty Mo Media's YouTube platform. Like, share, comment the show. You know the drill. Have a great week. We out, holla. Word. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.